Yo, guess who's back? It's your boy, Kwan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm joined by the coolest man in the world, Jay Cooley, and my homie yeah, Sylvan, yeah. Sylvan A. Smith. And this is Wrestling with the Hobies. Fellas, where the hell we been at? Where we been? That man drinking. Where we man. been? No, man. We have been tucked. In the cut, grinding. in the cut, rolling doobies up. Turn about that. Hey, that's a classic. Shout out to classic. Wiz Khalifa, bro. I know everything about that. I know everything about that. Wiz Khalifa, man. So look, I know the people at home, they wondering, where the hell have we been? Listen, I'm sorry, y'all. Cooley got arrested, bro. He got arrested for being the coolest <laughs> man in the world. So we, oh. we had to wait till he got out of prison. We had to wait. But he here now. Cooley got a record. here, man. Nah, I'm just <laughs> right. Nah, but that's a joke. That's a joke. Um, we actually had an episode for y'all last week, but uh, it was a lot that went wrong with it, man. Um, Cooley, you know, Cooley getting that bread, so he just moved over here to the west side. His Wi-Fi was down, so he couldn't get on, and then Sylvan's feed just kept dropping in and out during topics, and it was all bad. We, we couldn't put that out to y'all. So, you know, we had to take that little breather. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I saw all the DMs. I was getting DMs on my personal page of people being like, yo, where's the next episode? I'm sorry, but look, we here now. We here now. We here now, man. Straight up. But how y'all been, man? It's been a long time since I've seen y'all. Even though I see y'all all the time. Like, it's been a long time since I've seen y'all <laughs> with the cameras on. You feel me? So how y'all been? I've been all right, man. Um, Trying to think. It's a lot of wrestling going on. You know, mania season happening, man. So just been swamped with, uh, you know, keeping up with the wrestling and shit. You know, wifey good. You know, I ain't been on socials for like two months, though. So that's been a little interesting. I feel you, man. Bro, it's been interesting. Too, I'm, like, I'm living in a real world right now. I'm gonna be back soon, though. I got like two <laughs> more weeks. But what's up with that? What's up with that? Why haven't you been on socials? I've noticed. I'm like, where the homie at? I'm trying to. Uh, I have a lot of shit I'm trying to get done. Excuse me. I have a lot of things I'm trying to get done. I have to. Uh, I'm finishing like a bunch of client work. I got like music I'm trying to finish and. It's just things I wanted to focus on, and I just find myself... I be on socials doing nothing, bro. Scrolling, you know, BSing, spending hours, and I'm like, bro, this ain't gonna help me be productive, so... I'm just... I, I gave myself two, three months to be like, all right, bro, just do what you gotta do, get things done, and then come back to it. So, I feel yeah. you, man. I just started yeah. taking, like, a little mini break from, from X Twitter, because, yo... <laughs> I, I, I got back into my PS5, started playing Star Wars and stuff, you know? Yeah, so. I saw that, bro. How is you that going? You, it's it's I, amazing. It's, it's I, difficult. I told you. I try to it's tell you. It's difficult. If I it wasn't for YouTube, you. I'd probably throw the game away. Fam. Yo, a lot of these games these days be like that. Like, I'd I, I be on YouTube looking at tutorials because it's like, if I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-mm. Facts. It's, it's wild. Hey, you know, there's people out there that would make fun of us, though, right? Just because of that, like... We're not real gamers because, you know, we got to look up the nah. tutorial. Hey, you got to do oh, what you got to do, though. You got to do what you got to do. But, fellas, I got to ask y'all. It's been a long time since we sat in front of this camera, man. A lot changed. Last time we talked, I want to say the main event was Roman versus Rock at Mania, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was, that was the main Yo. event. At least, at least it was rumored. Hey, that ain't the main event today, baby. <laughs> Everything has changed, dog. Are y'all feeling this direction? Um, <laughs> be honest, bro. Be honest, bro. Be honest, no, bro. 
No. No. Wow. I am not feeling the direction because I wanted Rock and Roman. I mean, we've been waiting for this for four years, and we finally get it. Just like the Rock said, finally get it. And the Cody cry babies fumbled it, and now look. But look, I mean, I I will be with you, bro, because you know me. I'm a I'm a Rock versus Roman guy, so I I will be with you. But at the same time, it's like. This low key is kind of the best case scenario because, like, we seen Hill Rock, we ain't seen that in a long time, and we weren't going to see that if it was Rock versus Roman. We weren't going to see the Rock out there That's telling true. people he's going to slap herpes off their face. So, like, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of with it. <laughs> I'm kind of with it, bro. I'm kind of with it. Y'all catch Chamber? Chamber was ten out of ten. Wow, ten out of ten. Ten out of ten. That's interesting. Actually. I'm lying. Nine out of ten. He, he's he gonna say actually I'm lying and then drop it one point, bro. <laughs> yeah, it's still high. Tripping. Tripping. Man, Elimination Chamber was it was it was a right. it was a right to me. Chamber was whatever. That's Thanks. facts. Wow. Very whatever. Like a solid six wow. out of seven. I don't what? know if I would go that low. I don't know. What oh yeah. Doing wow. six out of six or a seven out of ten. Look, and obviously well, I have we'll, my reasons. So look, and obviously we'll get into like the winners and everything like later on because we're we're really gonna dissect it. But from a overall standpoint, I feel like it was a decent show. It 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 almost felt like a glorified like I don't want to say house show, but it's like we all we 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 knew the results going into the show, bruh. Like we knew what was gonna happen. Like they've been telegraphing all this for months, so it's like. We knew Becky Lynch was going to move on to Vania to face Rhea Ripley. Like, we knew Drew McIntyre was going to win. We knew. We knew. I don't know, man. I don't know. It was a big crowd, though. That was a big-ass crowd. Shouts yeah, out to was. them for that. Yeah, she, like 52,000, 56,000. Hey, you know, a lot in of the people. 50s. And them, that crowd was turned, too, like, the entire way, bro. Yeah. Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. Oh, yo, yo, It is going crazy. The boys don't get no wrestling. <laughs> oh, <laughs> see, and that's the thing. Damn. That's why that's why those crowds are better than like our crowd because we see this shit every week. Facts. They don't see this at all. So when WWE is in town, it's like, yo, we got to show up, get drunk. <laughs> you see dudes with missing teeth just in the front row screaming, giving the middle finger to Dominic Mysterio. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was crazy. But yeah, man, y'all ready to get into these topics, dog? Man, you know the vibes, hey, man. Cool, man. All right, so look, I got a question for y'all, bro. And be honest with me. How much wrestling do you watch on a, a weekly basis, like on average? I watch six hours of wrestling every week. Six? That's, that's it? That's it. I'm only giving you six. I watch, I watch Dynamite. Like Raw and SmackDown. And, and Dynamite, <laughs> I watch Dynamite for an hour. <laughs> Not even the whole show, bro. Yeah, I watch Raw. I watch the. I watch usually the first hour and the and the last hour of Raw. Um, that middle that middle was just like, yeah, it depends. Maybe if there's like a big segment, like if uh-huh. Cody's coming out to address somebody, and it's like the middle of the segment, I'll tune back in. Right. And then I usually watch all of SmackDown because it's just two hours, and it's like, all right, cool. So yeah, six I mean, hours on average. On average, you, how much how much wrestling do you watch per week? I mean, you know, I can't catch live shows because I'm I'm working fairly late. So Same, I catch up on Thursdays. So I try to at least get four, five. That's a lot of you know, I'm trying to still rest on my off days, but I still right. gotta watch my wrestling. So I say sometimes I skim through it, you know. 
Skim through certain definitely things. Definitely skim. I definitely skim a lot. Yeah. All right. So look, I, here's the thing. Yeah. I watch a lot, like an unusual amount of wrestling per week, dog. Like the big three for me is SmackDown, Raw, and Dynamite. Like I watch those every week in full. I don't even skim. Like I might skip a match or two, but like for the most part, I watch those three shows every single week. Now, when it comes to like NXT, I might. I might watch on a good week if it's like a, a dope main event advertised, you feel me? But if it's like Chase U skits and Thea Hill versus Lara Valkyra or something, like, you know, I'll I, I see y'all next week. And then we got uh, TNA, which I have been watching a lot recently just because I like what they're doing over there. Collision and Rampage, just like, eh, maybe on a good week if something good is advertised. But if it's just like a bunch of Ring of Honor guys, it's like, I, I can skip that. Now watch and, a collision on Saturdays, bro. I'm sorry. Bro, we live in LA, bro. I'm in Lamar Park on Saturdays, man. And then we got a, uh, we got a uh, like you know when whenever Japanese wrestling, whenever they're doing something like a G1 climax or like a, a Wrestle Kingdom, I definitely make sure I stay tuned into that. So on average, I'm watching about. I hate to say it, I'm almost embarrassed to say it out loud, but. Sometimes I'm watching about 16, 17 hours of wrestling, like, during a week. That's a lot. That's a lot of wrestling. That's a lot. That's a part-time job, man. You feel me? Like, that's a lot. That's, like, damn near an entire day just spent on watching wrestling, bro. That's a lot. And the thing is, that's only, like, touching the surface. Because outside of all that, you still got hundreds of independent shows. You still got hundreds of Japanese promotions. You even can go down to Mexico and it's promotions like CMLL and AAA. So it's a lot of wrestling per week, like that's taking place. We can't watch all of that. There's just there's no way that a normal person with a full time job and a girlfriend and a, and a life can watch all that wrestling. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because um, there is a one percent of people that do watch everything. Like they watch the most obscure indie promotions down to the biggest promotion in the world. Like, they watch everything. And a lot of times, our boy Tony Khan likes to book matches that cater to that 1% audience. And that's fine, bro. Like, <laughs> All the time. Mm, sorry, my bad. Uh, <laughs> Come on, dog. Come uh, on, dog. And look, and the, thing, and the thing is, that's fine, bro. Like, if that's what Tony Khan wants to do, that's what, he can do it. Like, that's it's, it's, it's his show at the end of the day. But, um... Ice Cube Jr., our boy O'Shea Jackson. <laughs> he needs to come on this show, by the way. Come, come sit with some homies. Come sit Yo, with rock the homies. With, rock with the homies, O'Shea. Come rock with the homies. But um, O'Shea Jackson, I don't know if y'all saw it, but he did an interview earlier in the week with uh, Chris Van Vliet on YouTube. And he spoke towards AEW and how they book for the 1% a lot of the times. And he's getting a lot of backlash for this, bro. He's getting a lot of criticism for it. I have the quotes right here. So O'Shea Jackson said, If I'm watching someone in AEW and I ask who this guy is, I don't need you to tell me that I'm not a real wrestling fan. I need you to inform me, bro, or at least have your programming set up in a way that lets me know why I should love this dude. Talk that talk. He then went on to say what they have, they as in AEW, what they have is this niche group of people who watch all of these wrestling shows and they're already in the know. So when they see these names together, it's a dream match for them. Preach. But you're trying to sell this to American television, baby. You got to movie that up. Bible. Now, look, maybe maybe I'm bugging out, dog. Maybe maybe I'm losing my mind. Maybe I'm insane. 
but I cannot find the criticism in this. Like, bro, what did he say wrong? Absolutely somebody nothing. tell me, what did he say wrong? He like, like O'Shea Jackson is absolutely right, bro. If you are a booker, if you have a wrestling promotion, it's your job to give me incentive to watch, bro. Like if you have a match like John Moxley versus Mance Wagner or someone who the mainstream audience has never heard, right? It's up to you to give me incentive to tune into that match because if I've never heard of that person, there's no reason for me to watch it, bro. So, like, I don't really understand why someone like Ice Cube Jr. is getting attacked for having that opinion. Like, how can you tell him he's not a real wrestling fan just because he doesn't know who these people are? Like, what? It, it, it reminds me of this conversation me and Cooley was having about the dunk contest. Y'all seen the dunk contest this year, man? I didn't even tune in. I ain't gonna hold you. <laughs> and you and why didn't you tune in? Wait, we, we gonna get to that. We gonna get to that. <laughs> I know, I know why you didn't tune in. You didn't tune in for the same reason most people didn't tune in. So look, Cooley felt like the dunk contest has fallen off a bit because we've seen everything. Like, there's really no creativity anymore because we've seen all these dunks done a million times, right? And I agree with Cooley to an extent. I feel like that is a part of the problem, but I don't think that. That's like the whole issue. The, the real issue is we don't know who these dunkers are. Like, period. We just don't, bro. This year's competitors were who? Uh, Jake Jacob Toppin, Obi Toppin Jr. I mean, Obi Toppin Jr. Obi Obi Toppin's brother, Jalen Brown, who we know from the Celtics, and then um, Mac McClung, obviously. Some dude from the Miami Heat who looked like Baby Tron. Like, I don't even know who that was. And it's like. The fans are not invested in these people. Shouts out to them. I'm sure they're incredible basketball players, but we don't know who Jacob Toppin is, bro. Like, Jacob Toppin went out there. He did a 360 between the legs dunk, cocked back, and finished with both hands. That's an incredible dunk. I want to say he got, like, a 46, bro. Like, nobody <laughs> reacted. Because we don't know who that is. If John Morant went out there and did that same dunk, do you realize that that's going to be a sports center for the next 10 years? Oh, boy, who looked like a... Uh, <laughs> Baby Tron, what's his name? I want to get his name right. I don't want to do like from that. the Heat. Yeah, his he's name the, is like he's the one. He's the one like that Jaime? we were supposed to draft. The Lakers were supposed yeah, to draft him. Bro. His name is like Jaime Jaime Hawk ha- or something ha- like Hawkes? that. Hawkes? Jaime Hawk. Like bro, what a he's name. nice. He's nice. Shout out to Jaime, bro. I want to say he's Mexican. One of the few Mexicans in the NBA. That's yeah. that's ill. That boy, he did a windmill over Shaquille O'Neal, bro. Like he jumped over Shaquille O'Neal and windmill with one arm. Bro, that's an incredible dunk. If LeBron James did that dunk, that would be legendary. If LeBron James did that dunk, it would be on Sports Center for the next 30 years. But because Jaime Hawkins did it, we didn't care, bro, because we don't know who that is. We don't have any investment in Jaime Hawkins. And I'm sure he's great. I'm I'm sure whatever he does in Miami, he's great. But we are not invested in that as a viewer. And I feel like that's the biggest problem with the dunk contest. It lacks star power. It's, it's not about what you do. It's about who's doing it, bro. And that's the same thing with wrestling, dog. It's like a Hulk Hogan leg drop means more to the wrestling fans than Joe Schmo doing a 450 quadruple backflip off of a cage through 17 tables because we don't know who Joe Schmo is, bro. We know who Hulk Hogan is. We are invested in Hulk Hogan for better or for worse, definitely for worse in this instance. But we don't know who these people are, and that's the problem that I see in AEW a lot. So the fact that that's a controversial statement to have or a controversial opinion to have, the fact that Cube Jr. is getting attacked for saying, like, I am a real wrestling fan, 
like because I, I I might not know who these people are, but you can't attack me for not being a real wrestler. The fact that people are attacking him is my biggest problem with wrestling fans online, bro. I feel like there's an, a sense of entitlement that's there, and these entitled fans are ruining wrestling discourse. Now maybe I'm crazy. I want to hear y'all weigh in on this topic. If y'all seen the interview, bro, what did y'all think, man? Was 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 Cube Junior right or was he right? Man, why you keep calling him Cube? <laughs> That's you. Q Jr. is crazy. O'Shea, man. If my dad was O'Shea Jackson and I was O'Shea Jackson Jr., I would not mind being called Cube Jr., bro. Come on, man. That's that's Ice Cube, dog. That's a legend. Yeah, it's a legend. But he's not wrong. He said nothing wrong, man. I know when you had sent the clip into the chat, I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Like, what's the what's the big deal over this? And I feel like this goes with music movies just because i don't know if this director did this i'm not a huge film fan you know stuff like that but i just feel like that always happens and that's this is how life is going to be at the end of the day but he said nothing wrong because most of the times i'll be watching stuff and i'd be like who the heck is that <laughs> like you know i don't know like, who are you i'm like, watching it you know i'm a fan sorry i mean i, mean, I think the larger issue is that that sector of wrestling fans feels as if their belief and what they know about wrestling encompasses all of wrestling. And so it's like any other purist group, like hip hop, like hip hop is notorious for it. I remember one time I tweeted out that the alchemist has been in his bag for the last three years. And then I distinctly remember, I distinctly remember this. (laughs) I distinctly remember this man. Static selector retweeted me and was like, Oh, just for the next last three years, like how insulting, basically, right? I'm like, of course I've known now, of course I've known the alchemist. I'm a hip hop head, right? But now I got all these people in my DMs and in my mentions being like, Oh, that's what's wrong with today's generation. People think that the alchemist just came today and he just started producing. And I'm just like, I'm giving him his props for the work that he's done recently. I'm not oblivious to what he's done. And even if I was oblivious to what he's done, why would you not want me to give him his props for the recent work that he's been doing? Right. I feel the same way about O'Shea's cop um, comments. It's like, all right, I may not know these wrestlers coming into this company but why would you want to give me flack about getting to know who these people are like isn't that the whole point of discovering things is to become privy to something that you weren't privy to and and to enjoy it and i feel like that whole community of aew is making it they're not making it jiggy to to want to get into it and that's why the company is suffering that's why the company's suffering because nobody wants to feel like they're not invited to the cookout that's just being real man so i I don't think he said anything wrong and the thing is it's like like i said earlier in in the podcast bro it's so much wrestling to digest on a weekly basis dog you can't expect the regular person to ingest or digest all of it bro it's like Tonight, we're going to uh, an independent wrestling show. I want to say it's Prestige, right? Yes, sir. It's Prestige. Bro. You're going to be out there. I'll this. Listen, dog. I got invited to Schoolboy Q's listening party tonight. It's tonight. Do you know how much of a loser I felt like having to be like, yo, I would love to come listen to Schoolboy Q, but, uh, you know, I got to go watch Mustafa Ali versus Speedball Mike Bailey. Like, come on, dog. It's so much wrestling. 
every single week. You can't expect the the mainstream fan or the the general consumer to to digest all of that. So if we don't know who a person is, like, don't frown your nose up at us. And and it's like, bro, on this podcast, right? There's a dynamic between us three. It's very clear that I watch a lot more wrestling than y'all, bro. Like facts, right? Like like there's times when. I watched the most obscure shit I can find, dog. Like two weekends ago, I was sitting in the crib on a Saturday watching old GCW shows. Like for no reason. I'm just I'm just watching Joey Janela get his ass kicked on a Saturday. I know damn well that y'all two ain't gonna be sitting at home watching Joey Janela get slammed through doors and thumbtacks on a Saturday. That's just no sir. <laughs> no way. Like, what that's just how say? No sir. No sir. <laughs> Not me. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> but look, that's just how sick of an individual that I am when it comes to this wrestling shit. That don't mean that I'm gonna come on this podcast and frown my nose up at y'all like I'm better because I'm more enlightened because I watched Joey no- Jonella. <laughs> so it's like I hate that wrestling fans do that. Like, why? Why are y'all doing that, bro? It's 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 corny. It's corny, dog. Why do wrestling fans? care so much that's what i want to know like what is what is the psychology behind the purest wrestling fan because like i like you know because it's more rabid than any other peers in any in any type of cultural in my opinion at least in any type of cultural uh organization or any type of sport i feel like the wrestling fans are are borderline insufferable like what (laughs) is that and why we got to study really on like that, man. Understand. I would really like to understand because, look, we all we, we watch the NBA, right? Like, I'm a Laker fan, so I watch Laker games all the time. You're never going to see somebody say, yo, you don't watch EuroLeague and you don't watch Mexican basketball and you don't watch these Nigerian leagues that J. Kobe dropping buckets in, so you're not a real basketball fan. You're never, ever going to hear a basketball fan say that. They, you watching basketball? You a fan of basketball then. But for some reason, in this wrestling community, it's like, if you're not watching AEW and Ring of Honor and CMLL and AAA and these 40 other promotions, then you're not a real wrestling fan. It's like, bro, come on, dog. What are we I, doing? I wonder, I, wonder if it's, I wonder if it's WWE's fault. I wonder if the popularity of WWE has gotten so big that it's just created this counterculture of people <laughs> that just are like, nah, we not on that. And in fact, we're so not on that that if you're even on that, we don't even rock with you. It's, I mean, and I, I, I don't know what if, like, what if it's bitterness, right? Like, what if it's bitterness from all of the last twenty years of terrible booking that Vince decided to give us after, uh, you know, <laughs> after the Attitude Era going into the Ruthless Aggression Era? Was there, mm. was there this co- counterculture that was created that's just culminated into AEW that? that we're now experiencing on this insane level. I don't know. Like it's I'm like it could be Vince's fault, man. He probably backed us into a corner. Once I mean we had like we had WCW at a certain point. Like they they it was one and two. Like we had ECW. Like we we had options that were kind of somewhat on the same level. And I, I don't know. Maybe that monopoly created some type of resentment. Oh absolutely. Absolutely. Man, I guess at this at this point, it's always everything's Vince's fault, man. 
<laughs> Low key. Everything Low key. Is I mean, it's a scapegoat, bro. <laughs> if I can, if I can blame dropping out of college on Vince McMahon, I would blame it on him, dog. Just because, like, I was, I just want to place blame on <laughs> everything on Vince McMahon. But look, man, it is this. This does exist in other avenues of entertainment. It's not just exclusive it to wrestling, because, like you brought up hip hop, bro. It, there are rest are there are re- uh, hip hop fans that they kind of frown their nose up at you if you don't know who certain artists are. It's like, oh, like you listening you listening to J Cole and Drake and not JPEG Mafia. Like, who are you? And it's like, dog, listen, who is JPEG Mafia. All right, relax, relax, relax. I like JPEG Mafia. I'm dead mean, serious. I don't know. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's an artist, dog. Yeah, he's, oh. a, he's an artist. Oh, I don't, I don't artist. I never, I never heard of him. He's currently beefing with Freddie Gibbs right now on Twitter. It's, 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 what? It's, it's kind of <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. He was beefing with Kanye, too. I don't know. You know, oh, right? wow. but you know, I digress, though. You know, I gotta I look him no up. Issues. Right. It's, I don't want because he, he be crashing out. I don't want no issues with you. Yeah, I don't want no crash out. No crash out. But look, there's, get yours, JPEG. Facts, but there's 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 certain fans out there that because they listen to JPEG Mafia and you know whoever all these underground artists they feel like they're better than you in a sense. There's you know what I was calling it entitlement, but I don't know if it's entitlement. It's almost like a, a self righteous or like pretentious feeling of importance. Like you're not that important just because you know these obscure references. Like you listen to this obscure artist over here that only has 400 listeners, or you, you, you watch these obscure movies that nobody watches, or you, you watch this wrestling show that nobody watches. Like that doesn't make you important, bro. You're not better than the next man. Like we're all wrestling fans at the end of the day. We all like the same thing. So just stop that, please, bro. Just stop that. O'Shea Jackson should not be getting attacked for saying that, yo, this program should tell me who these people are before I watch them. Because, like, if they don't, I'm just going to skip the show. Like, that's not a controversial statement to make, dog, at all. I don't know, man. Just feels like it just feels like that group of people, you know, it feels like AEW really just wants AEW fans really just expect us to know everything about wrestling. And that makes people not want to deal with you. Because we all want to be entertained. We're not all wrestling fans. A lot of us just want to pull up for the stories and just have a good time. So if you out here just making us look like we're weird for wanting to be a part of your group, it's like, bro, we're going to keep it pushing. And, yeah, I mean, having that type of criticism is needed. But, I mean, I digress. I said I wasn't going to bomb on Tony Khan anymore. And, you know, I'm just going to let the – I'm just let things play out the way that they are. And they're going to push a lot of people away from that company being like right. that, man, because right. nobody want to be a part of that. It's not cool. And it's not it's not even Tony Khan's fault, dog. Like if Tony Khan wants to cater to that 1%, that's, that's fine, dog. That's his prerogative. My problem is just the fans that's like, you know, how could you not know who this person is and you call yourself a wrestling fan? It's like, dog, stop. Like, And don't ever tell me to Google somebody, bro. Like, please stop telling people to Google. Like, we all got Google on our phones, bro. We know how to work Google. I shouldn't have to Google the person that's on my TV when you want me to tune in to the program. Bro. Like, if, if the UFC books a, a, a fight in two months, right? Israel Adesanya versus Joe Schmo. They're going to tell you who Joe Schmo is. They're going to be a million different video packages recapping this guy's life, how he got here, why he's important, and why he's getting this title match. By the time mm-hmm. we get to that fight, we're going to be invested in rooting for either him 
or Israel Adesanya because we're fans at that point. But it's like they're not going to just throw him out there and say, oh, Google it. AskJeeves.com. <laughs> like imagine the Lakers draft a dude from overseas that nobody has ever heard of. And they're just like, oh, you don't know who he is? Google it. Wish you would, boy. Like, fam, come on, dog. Get out of here, dog. It's just, it's still entertainment, man. You got to still entertain people. It's only entertainment. That was Jay Z, right? It's like, only entertainment. What do you say that at? Uh, end of uh, ignorant, ignorant shit? I don't ignorant, know. Yeah, you yeah. know me. <laughs> cool. With y'all said, I would kill niggas dead. Yeah, you listening to K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Disgusting. What is what, what song itself. are y'all talking about from Jay? Like, what year was that? That's was American Gangster. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't. I was way off Jay before after that. Have you like, really never heard "Ignorant Shit" by Jay Z? No. I got that ignorant. Yeah, he was listening to uh, to end. Come on, bro. Listening to <laughs> yo, cock, no, I listen. I literally no, literally. I actually like album, that album. The album, last album sucks. Heard, you're bugging. <laughs> the last album I heard was a Black Album, man. Like anything before that, I'm all Jay Z. But like, I kind of fell off after that. I don't, I don't uh, know. You got to hear "American Gangster." You're crazy. Wow, and you haven't listened to four four four? Nah, you listen to all the King's diseases, but you listen to four four four. Hold on, bro. I'm not gonna let you come at the end, though. I actually like that album. The end like, sucks, that, man. Come that, on, bro. The album, the album was hard. That was Hero, bro. It's one of the worst no, songs no, no, of no, all no, time, no, no, dog. No, no, no. Hero was on Untitled, bro, and, un- yeah, and Hero, Hero was fire. With Untitled Harry is the end. It's the same thing. No, the- yes, it oh, is because it was called that. You know, because it was called you know. Relax, relax, relax. You know, relax. I'm just saying that. I'm just stating facts. You know, you know what I was thinking of, bro? I was thinking that hip hop is dead. Oh, hip hop oh, is dead. It's cool. Okay, okay. Hip hop okay. is dead. It's fire. Okay, okay. It's okay. cool. Yeah, it's good. I like, it's a good album. I like it's the untitled too, though, bro. You bugging. Honestly, though, you know what it is, bro? You know what it is? I purchased these albums. Like, these are albums that I went to like Best Buy and purchased on CD. Because this is back when CDs was around. I know this new generation don't know nothing about CDs. No facts. Fast food, streaming, Spotify, title, whatever. But I had to go to Best Buy and buy that album. So Facts. I was going to force myself to like it, dog. Like if it, if it was mid on the first listen, I was going to keep listening until I liked it. So maybe I just won myself over with that one and forced myself to like it. But, hey, I spent that $13.99 on it. So shout out to Untitled. Intro was hard, though. Produced by Jay Electronica. Hey, and written hey. by Jay Electronica. Is there that's or... crazy. Wink, I didn't know that. Wink. I'm just, I'm just that's kidding. crazy. I'm just kidding. I don't even want to put that out there. That's crazy. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> Queens get the money for years. Queens get the money still screaming paper chasing. But listen, I want to hear from the people at home, man. Did you guys see Ice Cube Juniors? I know I keep calling him that. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. O'Shea, O'Shea, we Jackson. love you. I love you, O'Shea. But you cube to me, bro, because you look just like him. You look just like your pops. It's crazy. You do like it's really pops. crazy. He yeah, even played insane. his pops. He played his pops in um, Straight Outta Compton. Which we Fire was at the movie. premiere of, by the way. Remember we ran into we Common was. in the hallway? <laughs> we ran into Common in the hallway. Like, yo, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> that was random as hell. So random, dog. So random. But listen, man. Did y'all, did y'all see Ice Cube Jr.'s, O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s interview with Chris Van Vliet? And what did you think of these comments that he made, man? Let us know down below in these comments. And also, are you a purist, bro? Be honest with me. Do you do you look at us as less than because we don't watch as much wrestling as you? Because if you do, I really want to hear from you. I want to hear your mind and why you think that way. I want to debate it out with you in the comments, so let me know. And are you just like Cooley and Sylvan and only watch SmackDown because Roman Reigns is on it and might watch Wait, an hour of Raw? <laughs> I'm just playing, bro. I'm just playing, bro. I'm just playing. No shame in my game, baby. 
<laughs> we the ones. We the ones. But yeah, let us know down below how you felt about O'Shea Jackson Jr.'s comments. And if you haven't already, make sure you are subscribed to this channel, bro. I know we was gone. It, it, it was a long two weeks, but we back. And I missed y'all. I missed y'all. Anyway. Long two weeks. Sylvan. Mr. MF Doom in the background. This boy is watching an MF Doom documentary or something in the background. It's the uh, Red Bull interview, man. Hey. What, you don't know real hip-hop? You haven't seen that MF Doom interview? Uh. <laughs> With, where he's talking about the breakdown of his whole catalog? Beef rap, Khalifa getting teeth capped. <laughs> hey, can't, Doom, you can't man. play with me about MF Doom, bro. I have an MF Doom yeah. poster on my wall. Like, it's so fire, too, bro. That joint is so fire. I mean, you know, you know, you know, I do what I do. But anyway, man, Sylvan, why you mad, dog? Why you mad today? Uh-oh. What you mad at? You always mad. No, I'm mad. mad I'm mad at a lot of things, man. You know, I'm, you know, but today, specifically, I'm mad. I'm mad at you, Cody Crybabies. Oh, I'm, I'm very mad at you. I'm incredibly mad at you. But at the same time, I'm also incredibly delighted. That we are here. Now, two weeks ago, nah, let's take it back. I said three weeks ago, I said to you all, it could be worse because you could get what you want. You could get what you want and you can watch Cody Rhodes lose again at WrestleMania 40 to Roman Reigns. <laughs> you guys didn't listen to me. <laughs> you didn't listen to me at all. You didn't want to. You know, I like to I like to fashion myself. As, you know, the person that tells you that the British is coming. You know, do you know that saying? You know, but the, the, the British is coming. You are an idiot, bro. You know, <laughs> that, that, right? you know, things things are going to happen that are going to be well beyond your control. I like to fashion myself as that type of guy. I like to warn people uh, before disaster strikes. Shouts to Buster Rhymes. You didn't want to listen to me. You just wanted what you wanted. And in a twist of events... We saw in record time a pivot of a lifetime due to the outrageous, outlandish bickering and moaning and crying of the IWC. We saw a pivot in which The Rock versus Roman Reigns, the biggest headline of WrestleMania, is gone. And now we're getting the repeat of Cody Rhodes versus The Rock. Sorry, Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 40. We're going to give you guys this this match again so you can be even more disappointed when he loses. Because let, let, let's just keep it let's keep it a stack. He's going to lose. Don't I don't I don't know we what don't anybody know look, come back to this episode in 41 days and look me in my eyes and tell me what you see. You see a man of truth. A man who told you, just like I told you before, I told you three weeks ago, it could be worse. And you know what? It is worse. It's super worse. You know why it's worse? It's worse because now we got The Rock back cosplaying as himself 20 years ago, cutting incredible promos, going into his Hollywood rock slash hybrid of Dwayne Rock Johnson in 1998, assuring you. That he's going to do everything in his power to make sure that Cody Rhodes leaves exactly who he is out of WrestleMania, which is a loser. I didn't want to see this. You know, I would have loved to see Cody Rhodes versus Randy Orton. That would have been a great story. 
I would have loved to see Cody Rhodes versus uh I don't know, maybe uh who's another guy that we could have culminated him into? Um I don't know, create a feud with Shinsuke or something. Another one. Figure it out. Seth Rollins? Seth Rollins, I don't care. Trottle him along. It's not like you haven't it's not like WWE hasn't been trottling this guy along for the entire year trying to figure out what we're going to do with him until WrestleMania. Trottle him along. Just make sure he doesn't lose at WrestleMania. But guess what? He's going to lose. Because Roman Reigns is going to break this record. I know everyone is just like convenient amnesia. Like, y'all don't get it. We are 200 days away, less than 200 (laughs) days away from Roman Reigns making history. And I'm highly upset because it seems as if this is just a pattern. Quan, you were just talking about the entitlement and the self-righteousness of wrestling fans. How you feel as if, if they don't know your product, or the people that you know, they're not wrestling fans. In my opinion, since nobody wants to don a new era of wrestling, since nobody wants to come out and just explicitly say it, I'm going to say it. Welcome to the crybaby era. It's the crybaby era where you, you, you moan and you complain. And you know what? You might get what you want. My God. The main event of WrestleMania has been changed because of Cody Crybabies, i.e. the IWC, who couldn't book anything if they had a library card. That's right. I said it. I see your comments. You know what? Sometimes I watch wrestling clips, not just to watch the wrestling clips, but just to see what people are saying. I see your booking fantasies. It's atrocious. It's atrocious. And you know, Hunter... It's such a you, you're, you're, for someone who's supposed to be the cerebral assassin with the sledgehammer. You sure want to be liked. You sure want to be liked because you caved quicker than a cavity. My guy, you gave in to these guys and you donned the reality era. You donned the reality era. But the reality is you're catering, you're pandering. And it makes me sick to my stomach. I have to sit here and watch Cody Rhodes lose. I have to sit here. You, do you realize that me and the homies were at WrestleMania last year? <laughs> we you know, in fact, I was watching WrestleMania and I saw my face a few times because I was sitting that close. That's right. A little flex. Man. I was so close that I could witness the disappointment on Cody's face sitting in that ring. For 30 minutes and you know what's crazy nobody even stayed to clap and be like hey it's all all right man everyone left because everybody was pissed and it's gonna happen again baby the rock is gonna pull up first is gonna be solo he's gonna interfere <laughs> then we're gonna get a fatu appearance then we're gonna get a jimmy appearance and then the rock is gonna pull up and say it doesn't matter what you book because i'm sitting at the chairman's board of director at tko and he's not winning this belt and this is gonna go all the way to the next wrestlemania and you know why because the rock versus roman is happening one way or another and since it's not happening this year it's going to happen next year and we're going to get more story booking and storytelling and it's all your fault cody crybabies because you got what you wanted you guys 
make me absolutely sick to my stomach. You make me ashamed to be a wrestling fan. But it is what it is, and we're here. And unfortunately, <laughs> I am getting everything I want because I'm going to witness you all lose. Uh, I'm going to witness you all cry, and I'm going to be there to raise my finger in the air and say, I told you so. And I'm also going to be able to say, I tried to tell you. And on top of that, I got the Hollywood rap back. So as far as I'm concerned, I win. And you guys don't even realize that you may have won a little battle, but you're about to lose the war. That is my TED Talk. Welcome to the Crybaby era. I will love to taste on your tears as you witness the disappointment that you are bound to experience. Thank you. I'm out. <laughs> I'm not convinced that Cody is losing, bro. Nah, he's losing, brother. He might, he might win. I and then and then you know and then and when he wins, if he does win, right? And then what? <laughs> and then what? Who, who, who's he going against? What's next? What's the compelling story that we want to tell here, huh? Oh, oh, I'll tell you. It's gonna be against Roman Reigns again. You think Roman? You think Roman's just gonna leave? Do you think like do you really like do you like do y'all not y'all y'all think that Roman's just gonna like do y'all not get it? Are y'all still convinced that he's going to Hollywood anytime soon? Do you realize the rock is back? Like I <sighs> I don't know, man. I'm just saying he might not lose. Cody Rose might win and be champion. Like you saw how quick Triple H like pivoted. Like he caved. Triple H yeah. folded, bro. He folded like some bad laundry, bro. Photo like J. Cole on For Your Eyes Only, man. <laughs> if this is this is just my hunch. If Cody wins at Mania 40, he will be facing the Rock at SummerSlam for the Yes. Belt. Yes. And the Rock That's is going to win. And the Rock is going to win. <laughs> and he's going to drop that title back to Roman at 41. Oh my <laughs> God. Even worse, bro. Cooley just figured it out, dog. That's literally what's going to happen. Yo, when bro. it happens, we're going back to this episode. Bro. <laughs> That's what y'all wanted. That's what y'all want. This is what this is no, what hey, this is what you wanted. Bro. I say y'all. This ain't what I wanted. No, no not y'all. I'm talking to the Cody Crybabies. I wouldn't oh, dare okay, talk to yeah, you guys yeah, like yeah. this. You yeah, serious? Yeah. Are you serious? No, I want to talk like, to you guys like I'm that. Like, hold on, bro. I, you know, I'm I'm team Cody versus uh Seth Rollins. That's what I wanted to see. Cause <laughs> I definitely didn't want to see Cody versus Roman again. But we here now. But look, man. I hate to admit it, but. I got I to gotta co-sign you on this, bro. And the thing is, these crybabies have been a part of wrestling for a long time. And I was right there with y'all at one point. Because I remember when we genuinely in our hearts felt like Brian Danielson was being disserviced by WWE. Like, we all knew he had the talent to be the top guy. But it was so obvious that WWE's upper management just didn't see him as that top guy. So they would let him get close but never quite too close. He would always lose and be pushed right back down the card. And we sat there with it. We sat there with it when they put him in a tag team called Team Hell No. We had to watch him run around and scream no with Kane. And it was stupid, but we was cool with it because we loved Brian Danielson. But it got to the point where it was like, okay, this dude is clearly too talented. He's ready for that world title. And you know what WWE did? They tried to give us Batista Versus, was it Triple H? It was Triple H, right? I think, yeah, I think it was. Or who, who who had the title? It was right? Batista versus somebody. Whoever it was, it wasn't Brian Danielson. And at that point, the fans just got fed up, dog. We were like, no, we're not going to take this anymore. So we started chanting yes, which was Brian Danielson's catchphrase at the time. We started chanting that at every show. 
We took over shows. We hijacked shows until WWE had to pivot and finally put him in the position that we wanted him to be in. I was right there with y'all. I was chanting yes. I was on the train. So I get it. I get it. The thing is, this Cody Rhodes situation was not that, bro. It was not that. First of all, Cody Rhodes is the poster boy of the company. So it's like they're clearly not disservicing him when they literally given him the ball to run with it. And secondly, it's like this went past hijacking the show, bro. This went way past hijacking the show. These people were threatening to bomb WrestleMania. Yeah, that's why. Like you were so upset that Cody Rhodes wasn't getting the Mania main events that you wanted. That you threatened to literally kill thousands of people at a show. Talk that talk. The Rock's daughter had to deactivate her social media accounts because she was getting death threats. You were so mad that The Rock was getting Roman at Mania that you were threatening to kill a 23-year-old woman. It's like, yo, this goes beyond being a crybaby. This is this is mental health. This is this is this is mental instability that we're watching. And like it it, it sucks to see. It made me embarrassed to be a wrestling fan because it's like it's a fictional show at the end of the day. You're willing to kill somebody over a fictional show. It's like, yo, I got to I got to agree with Sylvan on this, man. This is the crybaby era. And I can't believe Triple H folded so fast. Crybaby era. Bro, he wow. folded. He folded wow. like me working at Urban Outfitters. Just, you know, just the shirts. I got the, I got the folding board right there. I'm folding them and stacking them up. That was Triple H, man. He folded Facts. immediately. Folded. Immediately. Vince would never, man. Vince would have told everybody to go beat it, pal. We're getting The Rock versus Roman. And not only that, I'm going to make The Rock go out there and he's going to cut terrible babyface promos for the next four weeks. And we would have <laughs> we would have had to deal with it. Yeah, man. But I got it. There is a but. I still feel like this is the best case scenario, though. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, yo, we could have gotten The Rock out there, like you said, cutting stale babyface promos about how he loves America. Because that's what he did with Jinder Mahal. Yep. He literally went out there and said, I love America. I yeah. Like, okay. I, was like, Whoa. I was like, what? We got Hollywood rock back, baby. Bro. That's crazy. The Rock is out there telling people he's going to slap the herpes off their face and telling people to, to go marry their inbred cousins. It's like, yo, this is what I wanted, dog. I've, I've been wanting the hill rock for so long. And the cool thing about this is that this is different than anything we've seen. Because this is not, like Sylvan said, he was cosplaying as the Rock in 97 mixed with, you know, Hollywood rock. But that's not how I see it, bro. That's not how I see it personally. This is a new version of The Rock. This is like, I have the power because I own the company that owns WWE, and also I'm the final boss. This is that era of The Rock. At at this point, he's little bro in Roman Reigns, dog. Yeah, like 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 I said, he makes Roman Reigns look like his Jimmy Uso. <laughs> he's really right. low. He's really low, bro. That's on Triple great. H, if we keep it in a stack, but you know, Triple H too. Triple H too. That's that's more in real life, though. You know, you know what I'm saying? saying? That's a, that's a, that's real life right there. I but. don't know, man. We saw we saw the glimpse at the uh, press conference too, man. Like, you know, we we see we seen it, man. And then we also saw the following SmackDown when you know Triple H was giving them uh giving them shots back. You know, and how you know had words with uh you know Paul Heyman, man. You know, it's it's a lot of story here to tell to let Cody finish his story. That's just me. Yeah, though. that's just how I feel. That's just what's <laughs> in my heart. But I win. I win either way. I win. Even if Cody, even if Cody wins, he's still gonna lose. What? That don't even make sense, even bro. Even if Cody wins, what, what do you mean by that? Gonna lose, bro? Because like, what is he really gonna do after that? Ty- after he wins against Roman, man. It's too early. 
All right, so look, I I would be with you if, if Vince McMahon was in charge because Vince McMahon did not know how to book babyface champions. Like he just did, he did not. But um, after watching Seth Rollins run with this world heavyweight title, I got confidence in a Cody Rose title win. Like I feel like Cody Rose could be a good champion. I don't think he can't be a good cha- champion. I'm just looking at the optics of it all. Like the Rock is back, man. The Rock isn't just gonna leave after WrestleMania. Like that's not the story that's being told here. You know, and then Roman isn't just going to go and lose these titles and go straight to Hollywood like right now. Right. It's not that's not how you know what I mean? Like, I just want people to I just want people to like really think at least I want these Cody crybabies to really think about what's really going to happen when they get what they want. You know, yeah, the Rock is here for another year, baby, bro. Another year. You think (laughs) think the Rock versus Roman isn't going to happen? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. It, I, in and I Vegas. honestly think it's, yeah, and it's going to happen the way Cooley said it. Like, I feel like it's going, <laughs> The Rock is going to be champion when he faces Roman, and Roman's going to win that title back off him. And then we're going to be yeah. suffering through another three years of a title reign. Facts. And on top of that, Cody's going to lose to The Rock, bro. Oh, my God. That's why I say oh even God. if he wins, God. he loses. You are all like, I win. Checkmate. And you know what's funny? I don't even like winning. It's not even like I want to do this. I didn't even want. I I try to tell y'all. I told you it could be worse for you, but right. you no, know, here I am, bro. You can tell the Rock don't even want to be a hill. Like you can tell, like this is. Oh no, he was kind of cooking to me, bro. He was like cooking. he be break. He always break character after the, the cameras is off. He go back yeah, into man his was out here signing yeah. the hat. Yeah, being yeah, a good like, Samaritan. <laughs> he goes to Twitter. All right, not Twitter. He goes to like Instagram and posts, and he's just like. He'll just like post some like you know some some motivational shit and then he'll yeah, hashtag like, yeah, it like pay attention or see you soon. It's like, bro, what are we talking about, Rock? Man, be don't forgetting be a hill, my dog. dog. People yeah. love him when he's a hill too. Like he gets he gets cheered. He got cheered on SmackDown, bro. He got a pop. He got, he got a, pop. a pop. Like you know, and, and then they start booing after. It's like, all right, how y'all gonna boo after y'all just popped for him? That's how. That's the Rock, man. <laughs> People love him like that. They started. They started. They started doing the what chant. He was like, "Shut your freaking mouth!" I'm like, "Yes, Rock, get him." Yeah. Hey, look, it takes it takes a lot for me to like yell at my TV, dog. Because I was watching SmackDown by myself. I'm just sitting on the couch, and it's like most of the time I'm just watching. You know, probably scrolling on my phone. Mm-hmm. When The Rock was out there cutting that promo, I made sure I stopped everything I was doing. I was sitting up. And when he was screaming on the crowd, bro, I was in my apartment like, yes, let's go. Bro, so, look here, man. I'm here y'all want, y'all want to know where I was at? I missed the whole thing. I had to watch the, you know, the replay. I was watching the Bob Marley movie at the theaters, man. Uh, man. Uh, that, hey, I ain't going to front, man. That, that video, yeah, man. That, that movie does not look great. Was it good? Bro, it was good. I might watch it on, yeah, you know, Tubi K- or Kingsley, something. Kingsley caught me off guard, dog. You know, he's British. Like, yeah, he's a great actor. He caught though. me off guard, bro. He was Malcolm like, X, Whoa. right? And, uh... Yes. And uh, once to... I mean, um, the one Forrest was... Whitaker joint on uh, Showtime or whatever. Yeah, it was with um, Muhammad Ali, Sam yeah. Cooke, and it was all the jo- in the hotel. The, the joint with that crazy Swiss Beast intro that opened yeah. up my window again. <laughs> oh, Ross verse. Yeah, just in case. But yeah, yeah I, knew, I knew he was a good was actor. Little, yeah, but, you know. but yeah, the movie was the movie was dope. Y'all should go see it, man. I just don't know how they can fit a man's life, like especially Bob Marley, in under. Two yeah, he hours? deserved it's like how? he deserved more than that because they didn't even fit everything in it. They didn't even talk right. about Peter Tosh and all his other band crew members. So yeah, that's all right. Nice that's story, that's why I need this uh this um this Michael Jackson joint because it's, it's looking crazy right now. It's looking. Is it insane. a movie? It's a it's a movie. It's a movie. <sighs> man, we already got the uh seven hour joint, man. 
That's what I'm saying. I so I need this new Michael Jackson movie to be like four hours. I'm sorry, like yeah, you can't fit man. Michael Jackson's entire life in an hour and thirty minutes. It's you, impossible. You can't, you can't Hollywood that up. You got to tell us the real, bro. So I want to see like a at least a four hour movie or like you know a mini series or something. Like give us give us what we want, bro. Give us what we want. That made Billy Jean. You said he touched them kids. <laughs> Come on, dog. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar. Yo, Kendrick kid? is Kendrick is sick, man. I can't believe you said that, bro. That's how you edit the album. <laughs> right, right. Look, just to get my final thoughts on this topic, bro. Man, as we have this conversation, I'm. It's starting to dawn on me that Cody Rose losing at Mania, it 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 might be more likely than we think because I'm. That's I'm what I'm about talking about, Quan. Ah, look, and I and I hate to say it, but it's like. Right now, Roman Reigns is on SmackDown. He's their world champion, right? If Cody Rhodes wins that world title, does doesn't that mean that Cody Rhodes has has to shift over to SmackDown? Yep. You telling me that the USA Network is gonna be cool with losing their biggest star over to SmackDown with the other biggest star? Like, come on now, like it just they, don't make sense. Yeah, they can't be on the same show, so it's like he's losing. And it's like, okay, if he if he if he wins the title and he stays on Raw, then that means that you know Roman Reigns is probably gonna be gone for a long time, like he always does after Mania. We probably won't see Roman for three four months, and let's say Seth Rollins retains or Drew McIntyre retains their title, or he Drew McIntyre wins the title. Does that mean that Seth Rollins then goes over to SmackDown, or Drew McIntyre goes over to SmackDown and Cody stays on Raw? And it's like, is the Fox Network gonna be cool with swapping? Roman Reigns for like Drew McIntyre, bro. Like, come on now. It's, that's hell no. No sir. <laughs> nah, so it's nah, like, nah, yo, nah, nah. Cody might actually be losing that WrestleMania. Oh my God. If I y'all think... thought the fans were bad now, just wait. Ugh. I wonder if Punk's gonna interfere at Mania. Bro, can Punk even move his arm, dog? I he think he can. Me. I think he can. He's not he's come I think he's I don't think he has that the injury is as severe as they're right. making it. Right. Something is telling me that I don't know he's closer than you know. Especially with the way Drew McIntyre is referencing him and like yeah, making man. fun of him every week. Like maybe <laughs> maybe he good to go. Maybe, maybe he pulls he, up. Hey, uh, Seth Seth Rollins already out there doing uh his finishing move on people. So like clearly <laughs> he ain't as injured as we thought. So um we'll see. We'll see. We'll but see. Did, he did a stomp, didn't he? Yes, yeah. and on an injured leg. "Quote unquote injured leg," so it's like, uh. and Austin sold that incredibly. Wow! <laughs> wow! One day we are gonna have that conversation. Why Austin Theory is the next John Cena? And he's gonna be the biggest wrestler in the world at some point. But that's a whole different topic for a whole different podcast. But yo, let me know how y'all feel at home while Sylvan is snoring at the thought of Austin Theory being the next John Cena. <laughs> Do y'all think that Cody Rhodes is losing at WrestleMania? And is this the crybaby era? Do fans just get what they want now? Whenever we're upset about something in wrestling, can we just take to the internet and cry about it and threaten to kill people? Is that the new wave? Whenever we don't get what we want, can we just threaten to kill people and then WWE will pivot to mm-hmm. appease us? Is that is that what we're doing now? Because Tony Khan don't have to pivot. He already give y'all what y'all want. He going to appease the internet <laughs> until he dies. So it's like, is Triple H doing that now too? Is that what we on? Let us know how y'all Is that what we on, man? That's what we it looked like that's what we on, bro. That's what we like, on. That's the reality, man. Looking like that's what yo, you and MF Doom got the same hoodie on right now. I know, like, right? In the background. <laughs> look at that. Look, bro. Look oh, at, look. snap. You know did, did, was that a plan? Did you, you know pl- joint right well, there, you know That's insane. He got the mask too. He got bro. the mask, bro. Living off borrow time, the clock ticks faster. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
Yo, I almost gave him the. Uh, I almost gave Sylvan the past day right now, and I'm like, you got the mask too, bro. Look Damn, at you Pat go, Stay, bro. <laughs> Look at you go. Yo, low key, I, low key, I was watching Pat Stay uh, battles all day yesterday. I ain't gonna front. Damn, Word? Pat Stay. Yo, for real. I, I mean, I was watching him versus a shotgun shug, and then uh, bro, shack yeah. attack, <laughs> shack attack, and then uh, the last, the last battle with him and uh, real sick drop. I don't know if, that he ever had. Oh, it's out. Yeah, it's out, Damn. and that joint was hard. Sick kill, killed it too, man. Bro, how long he's been gone, bro? That's crazy. It's been like two years. Two now, years, man. man. It's so wow, crazy, bro. He just sucks, man. R.I.P. Passe, man. R.I.P. Passe for Indeed. sure. Indeed. Legend, man. He was so well liked too, man. People really respected and um loved him, man. He was wasn't he going that game, right? Was it game? He was, he's running at a couple people, but he was one of the few white rappers that could really grace the stage of URL and be yeah. accepted yep. by the people. Because you know, URL yes. fans, they like those gun bars and those yeah. aggressive. And Pastay was kind of like, he could get aggressive, but he was more so on the jokey side. But, you yeah, know, yeah. those fans loved him. Like, URL fans and King of the Dot fans love Pastay, man. So, pa- rest in peace, Pastay. R.I.P. Pastay, man. Yeah, man. Y'all anyway, know what, what time it is. Y'all know what time, what is, time, it, time it is, man. It's what time, time is for it? homie warfare. Okay. Uh, oh, it's oh. Time. Do we got fun. rules to this yet, bro? Do we got First rules? And oh, another we one. We got some rules. Um, Whoever's the winner of the week... They automatically go first, or they choose who goes um, back and forth with one another. Um, and today's topic is about awesome truth. Y'all like awesome truth out there? <laughs> it's a lot awesome. of controversy awesome about. <laughs> it's a lot of controversy on the internet about them right now. As as we all know, um, Judgment Day has retained their their champion um, titles at EC, and word on the streets is they are. Um, going to fight them at Mania. They're going to fight Austin Truth at Mania. Uh, a lot of people's not taking this so so well. They deserve. Um, they think they deserve um, other people to take that spot. And Sylvan, you had that W the last time we were on here. So I it's did. on you, brother. Who do you want to go first? You, you know, or Quan? You know, I'm like I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Quan take this one, man. You know what I mean? You, you know, you know. Oh, you gonna let me go first, bro? Yo, show me what you Austin got, truth. man. Pause. Austin Truth versus Judgment Day. Is All right, it the right so place? Look. Yes or no? All right, so look, I'm gonna give it to you like this. <laughs> Why are you making me do this, bro? Why are you making me do this? I'm just saying, as... bro. You know? All right, so look. <laughs> <There's> two... <laughs> Come on, man. So, look, there's two sides of this, bro. There's two sides of this. As a fan, I don't necessarily want to see Awesome Truth be the ones to take that t- those tag titles from the Judgment Day just because there's other tag teams that I like in that division, especially the young ones like the Creed brothers, bro. The Creeds are, the Creeds are going crazy. And I like are crazy. DIY, right. And then I like what DIY is doing. I like what uh, Pete Dunn and Tyler Bader doing. But at the end of the day, business is business. And right now, our truth is hot. He like one of the hottest acts in the company. He's selling t-shirts like hell. So it's like, why not give Awesome Truth that moment at WrestleMania and, and allow them to defeat the Judgment Day? It, and it makes sense Whoa. from a storyline standpoint. Like right now, our truth is in like one of the hottest storylines in wrestling with the Judgment Day. So like that's clearly the feud. And WrestleMania is what, 40 days away? Why start a new feud when we can just have the continuation of this one? And every feud needs a climax, so why not have the climax of this feud be The Miz 
and R-Truth taking those tag team titles from the Judgment Day, raising them up high and getting their WrestleMania moment. So, yes, this is the right choice. I understand why there's so much pushback. I understand why Sylvan don't want to see it. And I understand why most fans at home probably don't want to see it. But you know who do want to see it? The fans in that audience, bro. The people with WrestleMania tickets want to see that. And when R-Truth gets that one, two, three over Damian Priest, that crowd is going to go crazy. So, yes, let's put the titles on Awesome Truth, give them a three-month reign, and then they can drop it to whoever's next. Well, we we see we we <laughs> get the fireworks. Get the fireworks, <laughs> fireworks. That was crazy. That was crazy. Yeah, that's that insane. Crazy. That's actually insane. I was like, look at the fireworks, right. man. I mean, uh, I, I guess Quan would like to see awesome truth. You know, why not win those titles off Judgment Day? Um, that's pretty. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about that. Sylvan, what are your thoughts on this, man? Should awesome truth take this spot? No, absolutely oh. not. I uh, no, I, no, absolutely not. Um, I think we're under. I think we're overestimating, uh, this storyline between our truth and the Judgment Day, um, culminating into our truth overcoming the odds and beating them for the tag titles. I think what we really like, as fans, is our truth's interactions with Judgment Day. And quite honestly, when we put two and two together, sure, you can have the awesome truth win the tag team titles over these two guys but the reality is that it's kind of boring also did we really want to see the awesome truth at all like like on any level also we didn't really want to see the awesome truth when 10 12 10 <laughs> no. 12 years ago we didn't no, I, I, they we were really, hot back then they were hot back then. no they weren't uh, <laughs> they really weren't they were just they were just two guys together and you know they were cool to juxtapose against John Cena and, and The Rock at one point. Like they, they were, weren't they weren't popping like that, dog. It wasn't a thing. It was just like, oh yeah, they're together. Like it's no, it's. I would rather Team Hell no if I had a choice. If I had a choice, but I just look. It's not that like I think that there are other tag teams that deserve to win against uh, Judgment Day because there aren't. Let's just keep it a stack. I think the tag team division right now is starting to build up and it's starting to get great but it's it's, it's hot right now let's be honest it, it's kind of hot it's starting to, it's starting to heat up you know what i mean it's starting to get hot but like you know we're not we're not as invested in any of those new tag teams right now um on any level and so they need some time you know they need another year we it, it let's just keep it a stack right i understand why awesome truth feels like a wrestlemania moment but the reality is that we're not really here for awesome truth and our truth overcoming the odds of judgment day what we really want to see is our truth troll again with judgment day that's what we care about bro and i'm just gonna keep i'm gonna bring this up it's the same thing that happened with Sami Zayn and kevin owens and the usos and i told people here when people were like yo Sami Zayn is the hottest out and he should be the one that to to dethrone roman reigns oh my god i still remember that and uh. the reality was that he isn't that guy and the only reason why he's hot is because of his interactions with the judgment day and they gave him that wrestlemania main event and he won the tag titles with kevin owens and it was a was a snooze fest and if that was the snooze fest, then I can only imagine what the awesome truth is going to look like. So absolutely not. I feel like the Judgment Day shouldn't even compete. I feel like they should just give Damian Priest something to do and just pull up sideline and have a good time. 
That's how I feel. So that was not a snooze fest, bro. You you can argue that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's title run was a snooze fest. Yeah, that's what I like, that's what I said. That oh, was. Yeah, okay, okay. But, yeah, yeah. But but at the end of the day, you know what that was all about, right? Like WWE is in the business of making moments. That's all they really care about. They don't care about the title run afterwards. They care about making a WrestleMania moment. And Sami Zayn hitting Jay Uso with two back to back Haluva kicks in the main event of WrestleMania and pinning him one two three and finally ending that reign of terror from the Usos. That was a moment. That's all WWE wanted to do. They made that moment. That's a moment that's going to live forever. And it's like, sure, if The Miz and R-Truth win the tag titles, they probably ain't going to do nothing with it. Like, they probably going to have it for a month or two and then lose it to Imperium or The New Day or whoever. But at the end of the day, they would get their big WrestleMania moment, and that's what WWE wants. And it's like, as hard as R-Truth has worked for the last decade and not been given much outside of, like, a comedy run with the 24-7 title, might as well let him rock with the tag titles, bro. Like, why not? That's well, R-Truth right there, bro. A black man at that. Like, and The Miz, The Miz has been doing so much work for WWE, bro. The Miz is, like, the most dependable person in the world. Like, what's dependable? The Miz is, like, that one friend that you always call up and you, uh, yo, I need a ride over here. Or, yo, I need to borrow some money. I need, whatever. And they got you. They got your back. That's The Miz, bro. The Miz might be a hill on TV for most of his career, but, like, he's dependable. He's been putting people over for the last two decades. So it was like, why not give him his moment with R-Truth? Let us get that. Why not? R-Truth versus R-Truth and The Miz awesome truth versus judgment day it's not going to be a moment pal let's just keep it a stack there is no <laughs> moment to create here this is just uh this is just a hey this makes sense match now Sami Zayn versus Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos and those three halulu kicks he gave him yes that's a moment and we know why that was a moment because that is over a year of culminating storytelling I mean the fact that Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens were so against I mean uh, Sami Zayn and um Jay Uso were so against one another, and that culminating into that moment, it meant something. But this is just going to be a match, bro. This is going to be a match, and it's going to suck. It's not going to be a great match. Let's just keep it a stack. Like, we're not. It could be good. Ah, no, no, it's not going to be great. It's going to be everyone whatever. Involved, everyone involved is really good. I mean, like, bro, they had a really good match on Raw this past week with, like, JD McDonough and, and Dominic Mysterio. So it's like, bro, you telling me our truth and the Miz can't have a good match with Finn Balor? Quan, you don't even and believe Damian that. You don't even, Quan, you don't even believe that. And it's okay, I understand. You know, we in home warfare. Saying, you gotta, you gotta vouch pardon? for it. You gotta, you know, I get it. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta make your point. I respect that. But you don't even believe that. You don't even believe what you just said, bro. You know why you don't believe it? Because I don't believe it. And if I don't believe it, then I know you definitely don't believe it. Don't get but, me wrong, bro. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying they're going to go in there and have a banger. Like, they're not going to have a five-star match that Dave Meltzer is about to be raving about. It's probably going to be about three and a quarter, you know what I'm saying? It's going to be all right. But it's like, yo, at the end of the day, R-Truth holding up a tag team title in front of 70,000 people, that's a moment. Come on, man. It's you not a moment, man. It's bro, just... we love R-Truth. It's going to be it's gonna probably be one of the biggest we pops do. of that night. We, Let's we, be real. We love R-Truth, but we love R-Truth because... Man, I hate that I have to be this guy, but we love R-Truth right now because of the Judgment Day. His, his interactions with the Judgment Day is what makes him gold. So this culminating into an... Bro, into an awesome truth reunion... Like it has to culminate something. It can't just go on forever, bro. I don't think I I personally don't think it's WrestleMania worthy. That's what I'm saying. I just I, I feel like That's it's fair. already peaked. 
I feel like it's already peaked. They already beat his ass multiple times. Like, they already had matches where he lost. You know what I mean? It's like, we're just going to see this again at Mania. But there were no stakes. There were no stakes in those matches. There's and still, there's no stakes at WrestleMania. It's just the tag team titles. The tag team titles are the stakes. And look, this is just my final thoughts on this, bro. This is just my final thoughts. If not the awesome truth, then who the hell else, bro? Nobody, bro. Nobody should be competing for these titles because there's no so tag should... team titles right now. There's no tag teams right now who are ready for, who are, who are ready star power wise for WrestleMania. I'll let you keep not been paying attention to the, the show. I right? have. I have been paying attention to the show, and I'm not Imperium talking about talent. And the new day been bro, going. I don't want to see. I don't want to see. New Catch Republic going crazy. <laughs> DIY going You want me crazy. to watch Imperium against the Judgment Day? First off, the Yes Boys. Yes Boy. What's the? <laughs> no, what yes I don't want to see the Yes Boys. I don't want to see Imperium. I definitely don't want to see hey, they, the New Day. Are. I'm look. I love the New Day, but I don't want to see the New Day. I don't. I don't want to see anybody. I think. I think we're getting to a good space. We're in an awkward phase, and you know why we're getting to a space and we're good in an awkward phase because WWE knows it. And that's why they're booking the awesome truth, because you got two guys who could possibly have that star power to make this a WrestleMania match. It's a filler match. It's not anything that's interesting. So, no, hey, I don't want to see nice. it. It's too nice, bro. We need filler. Yeah, you're going to see. Hey, we're going to see. We're going to see, man. Uh, this is tough. This is tough. Sylvan still got the belt, man. Let's go! Come on, Kwan! And the truth shall set you free! Nah, hell no. We ain't trying to see no awesome truth, man. Listen. We we just talked about this. We are in the crybaby era. And this goes for the Cody fans, just the fans online in general. If we see all of this negative criticism online, what do you think Hunter's going to do? (laughs) Cooley's not wrong, bro. Facts. Facts. What do you think Hunter is going to do? He's going to be like, oh, Judgment they don't want day. that? <laughs> All right, well, let's give him the Creed Brothers then. Like, uh, just the only, like, Jesuit. Come on, man. We, 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 we know what's up right now. I mean, much love to Awesome Truth. Um, great guys. Um, but we know what's going to happen. We we know we know the deal, man. We know man. the deal. That's that's all judgment day, baby. Triple I'm sorry. Gonna fold. He gonna fold. This again. is big fold, baby. Yeah, he gonna fold. He gonna fold, man. So what did um, I say a couple weeks ago? He softened it in a Reebok Classic, man. That's crazy. I can't believe <laughs> you said that. Softened in a Reebok Classic. It's I can't insane. believe you said that, dog. That's insane. <laughs> that's actually insane. Damn, damn. Yeah, I smoked. I smoked you in that, bro. Yeah, I, I want to recount. Yo, if y'all at home, bro, let me know if I smoked. It was a gentleman 3-0. <laughs> 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 like, like, battle rap. <laughs> like battle rap, like battle rap. Now look, it was if, bro. Even if you at home, bro, if you at home, even if you disagree with the fact that you know awesome truth. Should win that. All right, even if you think that that's not the case, you gotta admit, bro. I smoked him in this, bro. This man out here saying that there should not be a tag team title match. It he basically, he basically said the judgment they shouldn't even wrestle at WrestleMania. They should. Like, How the hell he win go, this? Who should they go against? Like who? Who should they really go against, bro? Like, like, like name something. Name a tag team right now that's gonna make me go like, wow, hey, that's a great idea. I got one for you. I got but, one for but you. I'm not. I'm not gonna hold you. I would love to see. A rematch with uh, Dunn and Bates again because that was incredible. It was incredible. Yo, that was incredible. Hey, what are they, the the new Catch Republic is what they're going by. Yeah, I, I don't know why they switched over from British Strong Style, but whatever. But no, they they are nice. Bro. They're incredible. They're nice. They're incredible. And one day, one day, I hate to say this on this podcast. This is probably crazy to say, but I'm gonna say it anyway because we the homies and I, that's how I rock. 
one day we got to talk about how much of a sniper Tyler Bate is, bro. Because I don't know if y'all are aware of this. Yo, Tyler Bate went from Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was with Liv Morgan, yeah. Really? Tony Storm. That's crazy. What? You got and, that now, and, and now he's dating Soul Ruka. Yo, he Bro. got that charisma, man. He got that oh, yeah, yeah. sniper, boy. He's a silent assassin. <laughs> he like five foot, yo, he like five foot eight, and he out here sniping. I see you, Tyler Bate. He, he might got that have personality. To get, <laughs> he might yeah, he have about, to get my I, I see you this week, bro. He, he bow on 04, man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man, I, I guess Sylvan got the title. That was fun. Um you better come up with some some, some interesting ones next week because I want I yeah. want the title, bro. This is yeah, like you gotta got, got get the title going, man. I need that title, get bro. Get I need that 2-0, title. baby. I need that title. Ha 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 ha. It's like Wilson like said. The, he had that DNA comeback in the fourth round. He's like, get him out of here. Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. <laughs> you're an idiot. You're an idiot. Anyway, man, I guess it's time to get into elimination chamber. I know Cooley got a lot of that on the rundown. So yes, Cooley, sir. let's run it, baby. Let's run it up. Oh, y'all, y'all want to talk about the EC first? Whatever, whatever you got, whatever you it's got just, on the rundown, it's, it's, bro. It's a lot of talk. Let's talk. First of all, before we even get into the elimination chamber, man, <clears throat> what's going on? Triple H, man, it's official. He is Wrestling Observer's Booker of the Year. That's surprising, that dog. Insane. <laughs> That's insane. Um, I thought it was gonna be Shawn Michaels, but um, for the first time since AEW's birth, WWE took home the award. WWE also took home best promoter, Nick Khan, and best promotion. So, I want to ask you, fellas, did Observer get this right? Did they get these awards right? Yo, surprisingly, yeah, bro. Like, I And I did not expect this at all because we all know Wrestling Observer, that's Dave Meltzer and all them. And it's like their fan base usually (laughs) hates anything WWE is a part of. And yeah. low-key, WWE still got the award for, like, a lot of the negative joints. So, like, worst promotion tactic and, you know, like, worst match of the year. Like, WWE still took home, like, all of that. But seeing Triple H get Booker of the Year over Tony Khan, which is very well deserved, it was shocking for me to see, bro. Like, I got to admit, it was shocking. But they got it right. They got it right. Triple H was definitely the Booker of the Year. Um, I mean, it's not shocking to me, man. I think that... <clears throat> You know, you can't really front on how bad Tony Khan has been doing with AEW. <laughs> like, it's been terrible. I think if I think Dave Meltzer was put in the corner, man, like if he said anything about Tony Khan being the booker of the year, he would have been slandered. And that's saying a lot in today's climate. So and, and then, you know, yeah. every, considering everything that Hunter has done, I mean, bro, CM Punk has come back. Like, I mean, come on, man. Like, I, I you know, there's what? no clear answer. It's Jake funny you Hargo, say that. Like... Right. But no, it's funny Sylvan says that because um I was looking through these uh, Observer Awards and they actually gave – W. I think WWE got, either got the award or they were the runner-up for worst promotional tactic of the year, and it was because they signed CM Punk. So I, I, apparently signing CM Punk was like a, a bad promotional tactic. I don't get it. I'm kind of confused. I mean, I don't – I'm mm. not sure. But, I mean, business is business. So I know they can't, they can't hate on the fact that – Booker and Nick have been out here crushing it because WWE is looking like it was in 1998, 1999, man. You know, while, uh, you know, I don't know. AEW's been, you know, struggling to, you know, sell out 5,000, you know, seat arenas and stuff. So it's tough out here, man. 
shout out shout out to the observer fans getting it right yeah <laughs> shout out to sure, them man. even though they, even though they um you know got they got a go. lot they got a lot of these other ones wrong though i don't know if y'all saw but you know our boy seth rollins got snubbed he was not he didn't win anything yeah what? i saw that yeah he yeah. did get snubbed he got big snub yeah man oh, but wow. you know i don't i don't expect anything from them. i mean i think will osprey was like number one <laughs> yep of like of course, of course. like like uh, of course oh, like wow. but shout out to the observer fans for getting it right these they they, they are definitely the one percent of fans we were talking about in the beginning of this podcast yeah but they, they got that right so shout yeah. out to them shout out to them but let's 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 talk about the EC real quick Drew McIntyre as we all know has won the <laughs> men's elimination chamber and he will be getting a world title match with Seth freaking Rollins uh, at WrestleMania forty. I want to ask you guys, was Drew the right choice? <laughs> <laughs> yes or no? Let me hear I it, Quan. You want me? You want me to take it? Look, yep, he, let me hear it. He wasn't the wrong choice. He was kind of the only choice because if it wasn't <laughs> if it wasn't Drew, then who else would it be? Like, did we really think that Bobby Lashley was going to win that match and get Seth Rollins at Mania? Not really. Did we think Logan Paul or Kevin Owens was going to win that match and get Seth Rollins at Mania? No. Did we think Randy Orton was going to win it? Actually, you know what? I wouldn't be mad if Randy Orton was the choice because I'm down to see Randy versus Seth. But we knew that wasn't going to happen. Drew McIntyre was the only choice. Now, I don't have confidence in this match actually happening. Like, I don't think this is going to be the match at WrestleMania. I have a feeling that Sami Zayn is going to weasel his way into this match somehow, some way, because him and Drew McIntyre have been doing a thing on Raw. And maybe this becomes a three-way match, like a triple threat, and maybe that's how Sami Zayn gets the title. I don't know, but yeah, there was no real other choices besides Drew McIntyre. With CM Punk out of the equation, it had to be Drew. I think CM Punk is still going to be in Mania. I don't know why. It's very, wishful. it's very wishful thinking of you, Quan. I mean, but I will say that whatever, like, Sammy's whole road to WrestleMania is a thing. So, I mean, it could happen. Um, Drew's the only one who entered into the chamber with a story. Right. He was the only one right. who had a reason to be in that chamber. He was the only one who had motivation to actually win that world heavyweight title. Everyone else was just there. It was just a thing to do. It was it was another pay-per-view. And I'm not saying that uh like those guys didn't want it or anything, but it's more of like where was the programming of how much they really wanted it? And I think the larger issue just goes to how much of an afterthought this world heavyweight title has become. But um with that being said, yeah, he was the only choice, in my opinion. He was the only choice because he was the only person who had a story. Um, I would have loved to see L.A. Knight. That's just me personally. But nobody else in that in that uh, chamber had a story going into WrestleMania. And I do like the fact that everybody else did get their matches set up for them. Yeah. You know, I think that was great. So, shouts to Drew. Um it's funny. I said this was the last thing I wanted to see, and Jesus Christ, it's the first thing that we are getting. So, what yeah. are we gonna do? Shout to Drew for real. Yeah, facts. And um, yo, like you was talking about the setups, yo, AJ Styles and AJ and LA, LA Knight. Knight. That, that, and that's that's looking like it's gonna be something like great. Like I feel like they really like two TNA. You know what I'm saying? Former TNA guys, like right, both veterans, like they hate each other. Like this is going to be a bloodbath. And I do love the fact that it's going to be Randy versus Logan too. 
that's going to be incredible. Like I can only imagine the, the RKOs we're going to get those moments. Um, you know, we might get a new champion that, that night, you know, who knows? Man. So I, I, I like you here, man. Yo, yeah, shout out to TNA, bro. It was a moment in that match when Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and LA Knight were just all going at it. And in my head, I'm like, yo, this was TNA in 2012. Facts. Like, <laughs> like, Facts. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. It was like four former champions, uh, if you if you count AJ Styles in appearing. Yep. Four former uh, TNA champions. That's, that's ill, man. That's ill. That's fire, man. We really in a good place in wrestling, man. I love Facts. it. We love it. We all love it. Now, on the women's side, Becky Lynch won the chamber. She will be moving on Boom. to Mania. I know where this is going. Oh, she will be facing Rhea Ripley. Um, Sylvan, was she the right choice? Be honest, yeah. bro. Was she the right choice? Um, no. Becky wasn't the right choice. Uh, I think I think I get why this is happening because they want they want Rhea Ripley to like solidify herself. So she's going to go over um, against Becky, you know, the same way that she went over against Charlotte. Like they're setting it up to where she is the new head honcho. Um, and, you know, she's got to, and she, her and uh, Becky have never had a program. So I see why they're doing it, but for me personally, and I know Quan isn't going to like this at all, but what I really wanted to see is Rhea versus Liv, man. And, I think it's just so, so much. It's a, it's so much more of a compelling story, man. The fact that Liv has been literally cheated, like time after time after time, for her opportunity to really be back at the top by Rhea Ripley. You know, someone that you know, someone that she was kind of close to at, at a certain point. So it's like, I just feel like that that story is brewing, and I don't know. I I kind of wanted to see her become obsessed. You know, and I think I hope that they continue this. I hope it becomes a thing where like Liv is like she like snaps and turns into this different character because I feel like they're kind of teasing it. But that's what I wanted to see. I feel like Becky versus Rhea is, I hate to say it, it's kind of boring. I think they can convince me otherwise, maybe, but it feels a little boring to me. That's just me. I definitely, I definitely thought Liv was going to take that. I'm not going. I don't think she was going to take it, but I. I thought, I thought she was going to win the chamber. Yeah, I didn't think she was going to win the chamber. I always knew it was going to be Becky. They teased it at the press conference. I mean, it was a, it was a clear as day. We all knew this is the we way that it's going, but I mean, I'm not mad at it. It's just boring. It's very boring to me. We all knew um, Becky hasn't had a. She haven't had a singles title match in like two years, right? It's besides the time. NXT, besides NXT, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Um, and that did a lot. That NXT match did a lot because that got Tiffany Stratton noticed by like the mainstream. And now look, yeah, Tiffy doing her thing, bro. Tiffy time, yo, yo yeah. Tiffy time, man. And people were and people were mad about that match. Remember when that happened? Like people were mad. They're like, "Why is Becky Lynch taking shine away from NXT whole time?" Yeah. Bro, she put <laughs> Tiffy over, and now Tiffany Stratton is like the biggest <laughs> star. But um, yeah, dog. I don't want to see Becky Lynch versus Rhea Ripley. I'm gonna be honest with y'all, like, and I hate. I hope this don't come off like controversial, but like, I really didn't care who won that match, bro. Like, it was like, all right, <laughs> Rhea Ripley versus them. And the reason I felt that way is because the person that I wanted to face Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania wasn't even in the match. I'm sorry, but I want to see Jade Cargill versus Rhea Ripley. I feel <sighs> like they're two big, muscular, attractive women. I just wanted to see them go at it at WrestleMania. I felt like that would be. A great way to introduce Jay Cargill because she, we've only seen her in what the Royal Rumble, right? Mm-hmm. And she had a great showing, but since Royal Rumble, she hasn't really done anything. So it's like, 
why not bring her back in a big way? Have her end Rhea Ripley's title run. Because Rhea Ripley can't be beat right now. She just destroyed Nia Jax. Good match. Great match, by the way. But she just destroyed Nia Jax. So it's like, yo, Rhea is literally untouchable right now. But if you want to program the fans into believing that Jade Cargill is next and she's untouchable as well, put her in that ring with Rhea Ripley and have her go over. So I wanted to see Jade versus Rhea. Jade wasn't even in the goddamn match. So it's like, I I guess Becky Lynch. Why not? I mean, really, if we being honest, it it should have been Rhea versus um Bianca, but I feel like they're saving yeah. that for some reason. And, and on top of that, Bianca they're just definitely. came off of like a main event at WrestleMania. Well, not a main event, but she just came off of being champion at WrestleMania. They're trying to like, you know, quiet her down a little bit before they get her back into the spotlight. Um, Becky's been away from it from for a while. Um, yeah. you know, it's it's just kind of a safe. It's just really safe to me. I felt like. The better option though was Liv. So I hope Liv interferes and causes Rhea Ripley the the title. Cause I, wanna see, I do, man. I'm sorry, bro. I want to see. I want to see. I know y'all don't care, but like I've been like I want to see Liv snap. Like I want to see her snap. I want to see her lose it, bro. Like really lose it. Cause it's like nobody's following the fact that like Rhea's been costing her these moments. Like every like. From the Royal Rumble to Chamber I mean, to like, it's like I want to see her snap, bro. So let's let's be honest. Like, Liv has had her title run. Like, she was Money in the Bank winner, and then she won that women's title and she carried it. The mm-hmm. problem with Liv is that she she just gets hurt too often, bro. Like, we'll yeah. have her for like three months, and then yeah, it's like, boom, she she's gone for six more months, yeah. and then up, oh, she's back again. Two months later, up, oh, she hurt again. So it's like, can we really trust her to put the title on her again? I mean, she's like Shorty from know. NXT. Always getting injured. Yeah, Nikita, like Nikita Lions or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, Nikita Lions stay <laughs> getting injured, bro. I'm right. like, yo, like yo, I don't know what it is. They be calling that girl Maga the Stallion, bro. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Maga the what? Stallion, bro. Yeah. Like the internet is cold, bro. It's the a cold, insane, cold place, bro. cold game. But yeah, yeah. Man, but shout out, shout out, shout out, Becky, man. Um, you know, nice. hopefully. Hopefully it's a good match. Hopefully it's a good match. It'll be good. It'll be good. good And let's talk about AEW real quick because uh, we've noticed something kind of interesting recently. (laughs) Um, It's been a full calendar year since an AEW show has reached a milestone of 1 million viewers. And wow, (laughs) what happened? Like, (laughs) Yo, Cooley is dumb, dog. No, it's, it's like... Will will they hit this mark again? You guys think? Um, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure Southern don't think this, but um, Tony Khan has reached a bump, like yeah. a serious bump, Facts. and it's going downhill. And Facts. I honestly don't know what can possibly bring this back to a million viewers. I mean, maybe Mercedes Monet, as Quan would say. Who knows? Maybe this. Maybe. maybe. I don't know. I mean, they, what, what do you guys think? I mean, they are getting, again? They, they, they are getting Okada and Monet. So maybe maybe that'll... Come on, bro. <laughs> Stop snoring into the goddamn microphone, bro. <laughs> but it's like, I'm sure I'm sure that show might get at least close to a million. But it's, it's kind of crazy, though. It's, it's really kind of crazy because I want to say in 2021, AEW Dynamite was hitting a million like every single week. Like, y'all remember that? Like, fresh mm-hmm. off of signing, like, Adam Cole and Brian Danielson and CM Punk and Keith Lee, all these guys. Like, AEW was doing a million, like, damn near every single week. So it's it's kind of crazy 
to like really hear the fact that it's been a full 365 days since AEW has hit that milestone. It's shocking, bro. But um, I think they can hit it again. Uh, it's gonna take some work though. It's gonna take some work. Cause like I said, man, WWE is hot right now, and when WWE is hot, it's like, what can you do? Yeah. What I mean, you, you know. Uh, worst five years, man. You know, you gotta go through it, bro. You gotta gotta go through the fire. Can they get back? I don't know. I don't really know, man. I think I think I think I think Tony has has I think he's played himself into a corner where he has blindly been catering to an audience that's so niche that he is kind of missing the point of his business, which is for it to grow. And what I see right now is just a willingness to look outside of his core and cater to the big boys, man. I think he's booked himself into a real corner. And and on top of that, a lot of that talent is injured or gone. A lot of AEW talent right now is injured. They're on the sidelines. You know, Adam Cole is not, is not here. Like a lot of guys are not here at all. So, um, KO, KO, you know what I mean? Like it's tough, man. Like, I just think that he, I, I firmly believe AEW needs to reinvent themselves. Totally. I think they're like, they're in a space where, um, I feel like they're in a space but, where they're backed into a corner. Okay. But here's the thing though. Here's the thing. We kind of hold AEW to this imaginary 1 million viewer mark, right? Like, whenever they don't hit it, it's always people on X app saying, oh, no milli. AEW couldn't hit a milli again. And it's like, it would be nice for them to do it, and it would be nice to see AEW grow. But how do we know that that's Tony Khan's goal? Like, at the end of the day, Tony Khan is just the guy that has too much goddamn money and wanted to start a wrestling company. And right now, they are the like firmly the number two company in the u.s so it's like how do we know that tony khan wants to go beyond that bro maybe he just wants to run a wrestling company because he loves wrestling so if he's losing money year over year running this it's like okay he's not in danger of losing it like like he's not in danger of losing AEW. the man is worth like hundreds of billions of dollars so it's like maybe he's cool with just being number two and catering to that one percent i mean i don't i don't i mean Look, I don't, I, and I know we're not supposed to say this, but I, I don't care what Tony Khan is, his goals are. I only care about what he's told us. And what he's told us is that he wants to be more. He wants to compete. He wants to be bigger than WWE. He wants to be but that at the guy. Same, but at the same time, we know Tony Khan, like, comes from, like, message boards. Like, it's been widely known that Tony Khan, before he ran AEW, he was like a message boards poster who was like just flaming people for liking certain things. And like he was one of those Purists fans. So it was like now that he has his own company, it's un- it's not realistic for us to think that Tony Khan is just going to wake up one day and be like, you know what? Everything that I thought was the right way has actually been the wrong way. I want to change the way I think and cater to like the mainstream now. Like it's not going to happen, bro. He always going to cater to the 1% because that's what he liked. I he mean, cater to what he liked. I mean, he's not even really catering to the 1% that great, in my opinion. I feel like he's a little... I feel like the book... I feel like AEW is missing a mark on a a huge opportunity to really solidify themselves as a certain product that you come to for real elite wrestling. 
Like it, they're missing a lot of marks. I think there's a lot of things that AEW could do from a presentation standpoint, not even just to compete with WWE, but to further separate themselves as an alternative product. And in my opinion, all of all of their moves just feel like WWE Junior. They do from their talent signings to to how they present themselves to like who they're hiring. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know we got the rundown still, you know, but like, it's just like, it just all screams. Oh yeah. I'm really, we're doing this. And it's kind of like WWE, but not, you know? And so like, when I look at, I I look at what you're talking about, when I look at a person's character, I'm looking at what you're talking about and the actions you make. And what you're talking about is a guy who's repeatedly said that he wants to compete with the alternative product and his actions are displaying that by hiring that alternative products hand me down <laughs> talent and putting them to work so they just they low-key just hired a former wwe writer like two days ago and i didn't want to say it i didn't want to say that <laughs> i've been trying Whoa. to be a, i've been trying to be a good guy Whoa. but it's not just Whoa. and it's not just a writer it's one of their head writers like one of their yep. senior writers yep. who has been who was totally responsible for the women's division and now he's just talking it up like we're so happy to have her on board and we're so happy because she's going to be a senior blah 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 it's like bro like you're not doing anything to really differentiate yourself even as an alternative product you're just kind of wwe junior AEW fans are just ex wwe disgruntled fans i stand by that bro i stand by it because i was one of them right you're not wrong you know you're not wrong bro hey yeah man yeah well, it's what it is. It They're is not gonna reach a million is. views. Y'all don't think? <laughs> I think they'll hit it. Worst I think five I th- years, bro. <laughs> I think this show that's in uh Boston with Mercedes debut in Okada. I think that's gonna get a million views just off like the curiosity. But the it'll, it'll do eight hundred thousand. I bet. I think it. I think it'll do a million. Maybe, maybe nine. Nine twenty-five. Nine twenty-five. They're not doing a million, bro. I can see them doing a million, and then like the weeks later, it's gonna fall back down to what it's been at. Just because, like, you know, that curiosity, people just gonna tune in and see what it is, and then they gonna see what it is and be like, "Oh, okay, that's cool," and then they gonna move on. Yeah, because we some weeks out, man. We some weeks out, so right. we gonna see. We gonna see. But speaking of, you know, old writers and all this stuff, the higher ups. Um, I know you guys heard about Scott Dio Morris out as president at TNA. Man. That's yeah, that, that was very that was insane. Great. That was right, Scott Demore, dog. Yeah, they 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 got that man out the paint. Scott, no more. Like, like Shaq used to do. You say Scott, no more. Come on, dog. <laughs> oh my! Come on! Come on! Ah, I gotta do it. Sorry. Hey man, oh, look, it's a podcast, baby. Oh. Still love you, Scott. Bro, come on, come on, a podcast, man. Yo, that's insane, man. But yo, that move shocked the entire industry. It's tough. Um, Anthem, Anthem Entertainment name Anthony Sision. I yeah. always, I don't know how to. You know, I think it's I Anthony Sision. I think you got it right. Um, he's the new TNA president. Um, do you guys think Anthem fumbled Scott? I mean, clearly the wrestlers do because they're all on the same time right now. But do you guys right. think they fumbled Scott? Let's hear from you, Sylvan. Um, yes and no. Um, I think yes because this guy is definitely responsible for getting TNA hot again. Like the past two to three years, he's been putting everything he can into reviving TNA to its former glory. And we, and this past six months have been, we've seen it. Like we've really seen the fruits of that labor and that art and that work. He really has been an architect. And um, 
when you see the amount of talent that's come to TNA and the amount of moments that we've gotten, uh, it's really based off of him moving and shaking and getting things done. And so I don't think you're going to find someone as passionate as him that's able to work within the boundaries um, that he's been able to work within or to someone that's as beloved by the talent. I do think on the flip side, though, from what I've been reading is that a lot of money was spent. Um, a lot of budgets were being maxed out and he wanted to spend more money. And that's very, very reasonable because in order to make money, you got to spend money. And I'm pretty sure these guys were like, look, we're already spending a lot of money as is. You want us to dump even more. And we're probably barely turning around, turning out a profit. Like we're trying, we're at a point where we're trying to scale back and figure out how we can make this still work for another five or 10 years, if that. And so I think in their minds, it's just kind of like, yeah, Scott is great, but he's expensive and his visions are just not within the confines of what we're trying to do. So it's really unfortunate. Um, I think Scott has a big vision and his vision was coming to life, but unfortunately dollars and cents is a factor. And it's not like this guy's got Tony Khan, you know, in his back pocket where it's just like, yo, cut the checks. Let's just right. keep on pushing. So it's unfortunate, man. And I really do wish you the best, Scott. I hope you, I know you will land on your feet wherever you go and whatever you decide to do, but I know it's got to hurt. Because TNA was close to the heart. Right. I feel like it's too early to say that they fumbled, Scott, because, um, well, we haven't seen any big moves after this, like as far as wrestlers breaking their contract or, you know, stuff like that. It seems like TNA is still above water. <sighs> yeah, but like the popularity is starting to like dwindle again. It's like, I guess, because yeah. let's just be honest, we all love TNA like in the late 2000s early 2010s, yes. but at some point it kind of got bad for TNA, and we all kind of moved on. And recently, I've been watching a lot of TNA, and I can genuinely say this is the first time that I've paid attention to TNA in at least six or seven years. And the reason because of that, it has a lot to do with Scott Demore and what he's been doing. So, like, the outcry that we're seeing from wrestlers, we saw Trinity weigh in, Naomi. Mm -hmm. She's not even in the company anymore, but she even weighed in with her thoughts about it on Twitter because she just wanted to let people know that she loves Scott Demore and she stands with him. So it's like, Thanks. if the wrestlers are speaking out about it and they're pissed about it, I can't tell them they're wrong. So I do agree that they might have fumbled Scott Demore in a way. But like Sylvan said, at the end of the day, it is business. And let's just be honest. I see these crowds that TNA brings in. It's not a lot of people. It's not a lot of ticket power. Right, but I also see the wrestlers that TNA brings in. They they just recently brought in Dolph Ziggler. Uh -huh. They brought in Trinity at Nick, one point. Nick. Mustafa Ali is the X Division champion. He just won a title over there a day ago. These people aren't coming in for free. So it's like Scott Demore was clearly spending a lot of bread, and it's like, are we making enough money to counter the money that we're spending? I don't know. So... It's hard to say from that aspect that Anthem didn't make the right decision, but at the same time, it's like I love Scott Demore and I love what he was doing. So I definitely didn't want to see him get fired, and I'm sure he'll land somewhere. Like if he's he not a TNA, I mean a TNA. If he's not AEW bound, which if Tony Khan is smart, he would bring him in right away. Mm -hmm. But if he's not TNA bound or AEW bound, then he's definitely WWE bound. I wouldn't be surprised if I see Scott Demore back there because I mean his former talent is back there. Yep. Like uh, Drake Maverick is there. Abyss is there. Um, our boy Nick Aldis is like an on-screen character now in WWE. So it's like, yep, he would fit in perfectly. Fit in perfectly. Fit in right there in uh, management. 
Come on over, Scott. We're going to see. We're going to see. Come on, man. baby. Come to WWE. We're going to mm-hmm. see. Now, last topic I got for the rundown today um, sparked a lot of controversy online. Um, it's about Velveteen Dream. Oh, no. Yeah, I saw <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. So Damn. he recently made his first wrestling appearance for an independent company called The Dynasty, and it sparked a huge outrage because of his past allegations of grooming. He wasn't found not guilty or guilty. It just, you know, allegations. Past allegation. Yeah. So what's y'all take on this situation? Let's hear from Quan first. Yeah, yeah. How you gonna, how you gonna give me a <laughs> Let's go. How you gonna choose me on this one? Uh, damn, hey, this one is... Man, uh, let's get it. Yo, it's tough, man. It's tough, man. Like you said, it is allegations. So, I mean, if this company was comfortable with putting him out there, then I feel him. I do think that it shouldn't have been a surprise, though. It shouldn't have been a surprise. It should have been announced because fans who buy tickets for that show, they should have the opportunity to not attend the show if they feel strongly about him being there. You know what I'm saying? You can't just be like, surprise, here's this guy who had allegations of grooming. It's like, no, let people know so they can have the decision of whether they actually still want to attend or not. But other than that, it's like it kind of just is what it is. Um, I pray for Velveteen Dream. We none of us know what happened. We can all have yeah. right, like we can all speculate about it. We can talk amongst each other whether it was true, whether it was false. But at the end of the day, we really don't know. The only people that know is Velveteen Dream and God. So it's like I'm praying for the brother. I'm glad that he's doing well. I never want to see a black man, you know, getting his back kicked in. But at the same time, the dynasty, I've never heard of this company, but they were wrong for not letting fans know that he would be at that show. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, oh, my bad. You want to say Cooley? I was going to, you know, say, you know, shout out, shout out Velveteen Dream. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's tough when, when you're being stoned because of allegations. Right. And you was not proved guilty and, courts so people are just making up allegations and assumptions so i mean i get it um because we've seen it in music we've seen it with actors all the you know we've seen it with a lot of people but um if he's made his peace with the most high um then he got to do what he got to do but you know as kwan said yeah the uh, promotion company should have alerted everybody because you know I wouldn't go to no show Brock Lesnar's appearing or something. You know what I'm right. Saying? Like let it, let us know that <laughs> he's there so I can decide. Yeah, so yeah, so yeah. yeah. That's my take. I mean, um, yeah, the the promotion the, the promotional company definitely should should alert people that he was gonna be there. I don't think a surprise was pretty savvy at all. Um, especially when you have someone who has allegations like that floating out. Um it's just it's just not it's just not good business at all. Um, just is what it is, man. Uh, so, I mean, there's that, uh, however, these are allegations I will say, and he hasn't been proven uh, guilty in the court of law. And for that reason, um, I don't, I would never want to stop a man from being able to eat. You know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, he's got to feed himself. He's got to feed his family, you know, feed the people that he cares about. And, um, you know, he, he should still be able to work and get what he needs to get done, done. I don't ever believe in taking money out of anybody's hands um, or food out of anybody's plate. So shouts to Velveteen, man. I don't know what happened. Uh, all I know is that they're allegations and, you know, these are things that I'm just like, yo, I, 
it's like if if it is something that that did happen then it's just like man my god you know but you know right. from what i've heard it's just like it's allegations and you know nothing's been proven haven't been any lawsuits you know like what can i say man you still gotta eat you still gotta get yeah. food you know everybody in prison still gotta eat food so right and i will say it's been a lot of white wrestlers with a lot worse allegations. And oh yeah, selective they, outrage. They still eating. Yeah, hey, they still man. eating. The today, game is the so. game. Chris Jericho's still in here, man. <laughs> yeah, you feel right. me? You know what I mean? Still, right. still showing up. Hey, Vince McMahon and like was around for years, and it's like you know these allegations that are about Vince McMahon. A lot of these allegations have been there for a long time. A long like, time. I see, in there. I see a lot of people discussing the Ashley Masaro situation, and it's like we've known about this since like 2013. Yep. So like, why yeah. are we? Don't get outraged now. You were you sat there and was Hold cool up. with it. Yeah, you was cool with it when it was happening. So like, don't 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 try to, you know, take the moral high ground now. But yeah, it's it kind of cool, just it? selective it outrage. But if you are gonna have a guy on the show like that, let people know, bro. Facts. Don't That's don't facts. just spring him out there out of nowhere. Because like, I want to be able to decide whether I want to spend money to see him or not. So yeah, irresponsible. You gotta let people know, but um, yeah. Yep. Shout out to the, the the dynasty wherever they are. I've never. What is the dynasty? That's a weird name for a wrestling pro- promotion. I, don't know. I just think about Jay Z. Uh, <laughs> wow, thing I heard of Cooley dynasty. knows the Jay Z album. album, bro. It's bro, crazy. I had that album when I was a kid. I'm yeah. so serious. Like <laughs> one of the greatest intros ever. Come on, man. And Beanie song to the Sopranos. Benny Siegel was killing everybody on that whole album. Um, Keep it up. Yeah, he was. Facts. He was destroying people. Facts. Except yeah. for that intro. That intro cleared everything. I don't know, bro. Memphis Bleak has some bright spots on that album, nah, too. never read the Quran or Islamic scriptures. Only Psalms I read was on the palms of my... Yo, come on. Don't even... Don't do this, man. There's no, there's, there's no verse on that that's touching that intro, bro. Hope yeah. knew what he was doing, man. If you haven't noticed, this is a very whole friendly podcast. Besides Cooley, because yeah. Cooley is some he, he, he a Nas fan, and I oh, love Nas. Cooley listens to the lot, Lost Tapes too, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it was fire. No, it wasn't. <laughs> yes, it was. Terrible. I have the Lost Tapes crazy. too, bro. Lost was, Tapes too. Cool. No, yes, it's not. Bro. There's nothing cool about that. Even Nas <laughs> knows. That's why he did six albums after. Nah, right, man. that one joint, the single that was like that, that joint was terrible. terrible. <laughs> it was terrible, terrible. It was terrible, man. But yo, shout out to Nas and shout out to Hove, Gray Hofer. Come on the podcast, Hove. Oh, yeah. I'm just playing. You know, <laughs> well. he's gonna be like, you know, yo, what? Yeah, well, Jay Z ain't coming on no goddamn wrestling. Talk about wrestling? Man. Nah, right. In no way, man. I wrestled the block, baby. Oh, <laughs> wrestled the critics. Uh. Right. But good looks for that rundown, Cooley, man. Uh, I guess we can get it to award. It's award season, baby. Let's give out some awards, man. Let's do so, it. So, like I always say, the wrestling space is a very negative one for the most part. But, you know, we like to shine a bright light over here and be positive every once in a while. You feel me? Sometimes you got to let people know that you see what they're doing and let them know that the, you enjoy the work that they're doing. And um, this week, I want to give my We See You Head nod. To our boy Mustafa Ali, we are going to see Mustafa Ali tonight at uh, Prestige Wrestling. I want to say that's yes, sir. That's Prestige. He's wrestling Speedball Mike Bailey, but Mustafa Ali is fresh off of an X Division title win in TNA. He's the TNA X Division champion. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the work that Mustafa Ali has been doing post WWE. You know, it's easy to get down, especially when a company like WWE lets you go while you're in the middle. 
of a feud, like you're literally in the middle of a storyline and a company just fires you, bro. It would be easy to kind of just, you know, take your ball and go home and sulk about it, put your head down, let it get to you. But Mustafa Ali didn't do that. Mustafa Ali got booked for hundreds of indie shows immediately. He got this whole Mr. Ali gimmick popping and he running with the ball right now. He's killing the game. I love this. I love what Mustafa Ali is doing. I was watching um TNA No Surrender the other night. And he came out with like his special agent bodyguards. He was looking like the president. He got a shape up. Mustafa Ali out here with a lineup, bro. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> he, out here, he out here shaped up. Like I, and he swole too. He put on muscle. I love what I'm seeing from Mustafa Ali. So Mustafa, I just got to let you know we definitely see what you're doing over here. You get the salute this week, brother. I'm giving my salute, my I see you to the incomparable Raquel Rodriguez. Hey. Raquel, you came back from a incredible, from a really scary uh, eczema scare, and you know took three months out, and you came back and conquered and made yourself made your way into the elimination chamber and had an incredible performance. Um, I just want to say we see you. Thank you for putting yourself on a line, regardless of any type of health issues you had. And we just hope to keep seeing you rock the way you rocking, man. And we want to see you at the top. We know you're a force to be reckoned with. And so you had a great performance, in my opinion, at a Elimination Chamber. And I just want to see you continue to strive and reach for the heights that you know you're destined for. Facts. Shout out, shout out. I want to give my We See You Award to Tiffany Stratton. Um, Big Tiff! Yo, she's been doing her thing. She's a future Hall of Famer. Let's talk about it. We are in Charlotte. Yeah, well, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Let's talk Charlotte it. right now. Blue Tiffany strapped in. Let's no, get it. She's one of the ones. We can see it. Um, um, this is her second um main pay per view, I believe. Mm-hmm. Royal Rumble. PLE. PLE. Premium live events. Premium um, live event. She low key carried the whole match. I am not gonna lie. I mean, Facts. of course, Bianca did her thing. That's 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 regular. That's a given. But right. Tiffany did her thing, and she had a crazy spot when she did a um front flip off the off cage. The top I'm of like, the pod. yo, oh. I'm like, come on, man, Tiffany, you doing your thing, keep doing your thing, and you're gonna be that thing. You feel me? Right. See it's Tiffy time. It's Tiffy yeah. time. Tiffany Stratton. Tiffany strapped in, baby. Let's get it. Strapped in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, and I definitely want to show some love to Raquel, too. I, I, I feel you on that, Sylvan, because a lot, a lot of people might not know this, but Raquel actually had a flare-up of eczema while she was out there in Australia. Mm-hmm. So yep. on the on the PLE, she wasn't wearing any makeup because she had, like, a lot of, like, eczema spots on her face. That was brave for her to go out there and do that, and she yeah. still killed it. She still yep. killed it, man. And I know it's hard suffering from something like that when you have to be in a sport that's as physical as wrestling. So shout-out to her. Shout out. Shout out to Mustafa Ali and definitely shout out to Tiffany Stratton. Shout out. To, definitely shout out to Tiffany Stratton. And shout out yeah. to Ludwig Kaiser, man. I, <laughs> I see you, bro. <laughs> 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 shout out to Ludwig Kaiser. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yo, I love Ludwig a, Kaiser. He's a man. star, bro. Facts. That's a workout have. couple, man. They be in the gym faithfully. They be in Facts. the gym. Killing Facts. it. Killing it. But let's give out some more awards, bro. Let's give out some more awards. Black Wrestler of the Week, where we show our love to our favorite black wrestlers, both past and present. I don't have a really long spiel for this one. I just want to say, I want to nominate Jay Lethal. Because why not, bro? 
Like, why not? I feel like when it comes to black wrestlers, <laughs> yeah, like, why not? I feel, That's when it my com- line. <laughs> when it comes to Jay Lethal, dog, it's like a lot of people forget just how much he's meant to pro wrestling for yeah. the last, like, two decades, bro. This was black machismo. One of the most wackiest characters that should have never worked, he made it work. He was literally the black macho man, Randy Savage. He was mimicking Randy Savage. And it should have been like wrestle crap. It should have been something that nobody took towards. But somehow, some way, Jay Lethal made it work. Somehow. And over the years, Jay Lethal has had a hand in training a lot of our favorite wrestlers. A lot of people might not know this, but Jay Lethal actually trained AJ Lee, who is now the wife of CM Punk. And right Max. now... And right now, Jay Lethal is doing his thing over in AEW, where he has a faction with Sanjay Dutt and Jeff Jarrett. It's kind of a weird mixture of people, but, you know, I feel it. Why not? So, so Jay Lethal, you are my nomination for Black Wrestler of the Week. And you got one of the most beautiful elbow drops I've ever seen, bro. Um, Look, I've already nominated this guy, and I'm going to nominate him again. I'm nominating The Rock for the Black Wrestler of the Week. Rock, is he black? I wanna... Yeah, his daddy black. <laughs> is he? <laughs> you are what your dad is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm nominating the Rock, man. Uh, Rock, thank you so much for coining the phrase "Cody Crybabies." Because if you didn't do that, I wouldn't be able to come on this podcast and usher in the Crybaby era. And thank you for going back to your Hollywood Rock and blessing us with one of the most incredible promos that we've seen in a lifetime two weeks ago on SmackDown. And thank you for telling those Cody crybabies exactly what they are, which are crybabies. People who had the largest main event in history with The Rock versus Roman Reigns, and they blew it. Thank you for calling them losers. Thank you for validating my opinion. Great one. The real people's champ. Mm. That fake-ass Versace shirt on. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that yeah, was. We got that from the alley, One Versace, man. bro. He said Santi Alley, bro. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that was. I'm like, I'm like Rock, you too, you too important to be wearing fake yeah, Versace, got, man. You got that joint from T-Move. <laughs> wearing T-Move but Versace. We can only have one. The Rock, Jay Leto, huh? How interesting. Jay Leto wins this week Black Wrestler of the Week. We do not give that man enough flowers at all he has been through it all r-o-h t-n-a he's been everywhere man and of course his infamous segment with the the one the legend rick flair that's my lot made him crack man (laughs) made rick flair man that man that man rick flair was like what (laughs) (laughs) he's like oh what (laughs) yeah Yeah. no he do he do he do he's he's been doing a lot over the uh the last couple decades like kwan said but um shouts out to jay leto We'll, we'll love to have you on this podcast Facts. with the homies. That would be dope. Facts. Facts. Um, yeah, you're you're great, man. Legend. Legend for sure. So right. Shouts to you, Black Wrestler of the Week. And he did it all without the WWE machine. Like, yep. Jay Lethal has never wrestled in WWE. He's been yeah. able to become a legend in the business without ever stepping foot in WWE. And that's ill. That's ill. Yeah, Facts. Good for him. Right, Facts. right, right. So, shout out to Jay Lethal. And definitely shout out to The Rock, because, you know... That promo Smart. last week with that fake Timu Versace on, <laughs> you killed it, bro. I'm I'm tuned in this week. Is the Rock on SmackDown this week? Do we know? Uh, I, don't I don't know, but I would assume he is because of um the road really? to WrestleMania now. Right, we need uh, that. We need that. Yeah, we, we need six that. weeks out, man. Damn, we got one more award to get to, bro. One more award, match of the week. 
what y'all got for match of the week, man? This was this one was a tough one for me because it was a lot of good wrestling this week. Um, I thought Mustafa Ali versus Chris Sabin at No Surrender was ill, but I think my nomination would be Tyler Bate and Pete yep. Dunn. Uh, yeah, I was about to yeah, say that. We all were unanimous <laughs> with that. Oh, that's me unanimous. And, yep. Yeah, too. Bro. That was a hell of a match, man. That was insane, Yo. bro. How yeah. Bate was bouncing off the rope and stuff. I'm like, bro, Yo, bro. or how he was like, like. Bending his uh, leg back and kicking homies in the face. Like, yeah, I'm like, like yo, this dude what? is crazy, bro. And Damian Priest, man. Bro, Damian Priest is literally one of the bro. best big men in history. It's a main eventer right there. Like, bro, he, like to be that size, he wrestles so incredibly good, bro. Yeah, I don't think he got individuals. Really... <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Come on. He's crazy. This best that he got individuals. For the people who don't know at home, man, individuals are a black hairstyle of braids that usually women get, but for some reason, you know, <laughs> Damian Priest got it. Yeah, he got him. He got the things. <laughs> but uh, no, Damian Priest is incredible. But that match was dope, bro. That it's match incredible. was super dope. Tyler, I'm so happy to see Tyler Bate finally on the main roster doing his thing because I feel like Tyler Bate was in NXT for. 12 the goddamn years, bro. He was like a super senior when it came to NXT. Yeah. It was at the point where I'm like, yo, why is he still with WWE? Why, why, why haven't they just released him at this point? But now he's on SmackDown doing his thing with Pete Dunn. I love it. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. And shout out to Pete, Pete Dunn, too. Like, oh, my God. when when Vince, Remember when Vince McMahon forced his way back into the company and he was on the power trip and he just, like, changed NXT to, like, some Nickelodeon colorful yep. thing? And like everybody quit, like Adam Cole left, um, Keith Lee left, like all the Malachi, all these, all these guys quit and went right over to AEW. Right? Tyler Bate could have did that, but you know what Tyler Bate did? He re-upped with WWE because he said, "You know what? I'm gonna withstand this storm." And now look yeah. at him, bro. He's prospering. Yep. Mm-hmm. He could have easily ran across the street to AEW like everybody else and been on Collision wrestling against. Random guys from Ring of Honor, but he stuck Thanks. around, bro. He stuck around, and now he's reaping the benefits. So shout out to Tyler, Tyler Bay, uh, and Pete Dunn. Mm-hmm. Shout out, shout outs for sure. Hi, right, man. Let's get into <laughs> y'all know y'all know the segment, bro. Look, Cooley yeah, rubbing you know. his hands already. Pack him up. I already know. I'm not gonna. <laughs> the many Pacquiao's, bro. This is the Pack Em Up Awards, where we pack up the most anonymous things in wrestling that week. This week, I think I want to pack up. The habitually online wrestling fans that we were speaking about earlier in this podcast, because like I said, there's a lot of wrestling out there. People with lives can't watch everything, but there's this 1% of people who watch everything. I'm talking CMLL and AAA, New Japan, anything you can think of, they watch it. Recently, not even recently, at Elimination Chamber, Seth Rollins wore... The third eye glasses. Glasses that were made famous by the singer Prince. Everybody knows Prince. Like, how could you not know Prince? But you know what the habitually online wrestling fan said? They said, Seth Rollins is copying Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Oh, brother. You watch so much goddamn wrestling that you think the third eye three lens glasses is Velveteen Dream's thing and not Prince? Bro, Listen, I know we all love wrestling. Wrestling is incredible. We have a whole podcast based on wrestling. But at some point, you got to turn the channel and watch other things too, bro. Like, how could you not know who Prince is because you're so caught up in this wrestling bubble? Get out of the bubble, bro. Go outside. Touch some goddamn grass. It can't just be wrestling 24-7, bro. We got to do other stuff too. 
So pack yourself up. Hey, b- before before we continue. <laughs> I thought I was Dr. Umar in Sylvan's background, but it's quite hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious, dog. <laughs> Ain't no way you about to have Dr. Umar pop up on my feed, dog. Bro, Ain't they no look way, dead bro. alike. They got the same beard and square. <laughs> Donations. Donations. Gifts. I'm packing up the Australian news. Oh. That's right. I'm packing y'all up, man. In case you guys didn't know, Austin Theory almost flipped a lid. Interviewing. Oh, yeah. Yep. Interviewing. I pulled up the article um, with the editor-in-chief, Anthony D. Siegel, I believe, or De Siegel, basically referring to wrestling as fake. Austin Theory got so heated that he threatened to punch this man in his mouth <laughs> because this guy traveled all the way from the United States to perform and basically give his good graces for this wonderful place in Australia only to be insulted for his craft. And granted, I know a lot of like the Australian news uh, outlets and Australian people in general do not understand the culture of wrestling like that. But man, my gosh, like it's best for you to at least just check up. Like, and I mean, look, we, we, we saw this also recently with uh, Grayson Waller, man, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, this whole wrestling is fake thing does not go over. Like, educate yourselves. Do not bring these wrestlers onto your platform and basically call them out for having a fake craft. So you're getting this pack. Mm, mm, mm. Disrespect. Pack them up. Disrespectful. Man, we I'm, got packing a, I'm packing up a legend this week, man. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. We pack it. John Cena, you getting this pack, baby. Why is John Cena getting a pack? That is so random. What did John Cena do? My my guy, John Cena, I don't know if you guys saw, saw but he Vince was McMahon. he had an interview with Howard Stern. And this man said, Again? yes. Yep, it's bad. It's why, this go, why does he be going on? <laughs> I'm not on the internet, so I really don't, I don't bro, be listen, knowing. Just listen to Cooley, bro. It, it was bad. It was bad. Cooley. This man said he's been natural his whole career. He don't use no P&Ds. <laughs> Come on, see. Bro, I said, get what are we talking about, bro? Yeah, come on, see. Get out of here, man. Come on. I, I love I love you, Cena. At first, when I was watching the interview, I didn't know who Howard Stern was talking to because I couldn't see him. I'm like, who who's he talking to? He's talking to himself. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> Coolie dumb dog. But it was it was John Cena once I really John I Cena. Heard, heard the lie. I'm like, we're lying what? now, bro. Come on, man! You getting this pack? He definitely damn well, PEDs, bro. Yeah. Like all those wrestlers did. Yeah, he didn't get that big naturally. Like, come on, it dog. is what it is. You got the veins on, on you your shoulder, and you know veins in your finger. Like, you use yeah. PEDs, brother. Facts. John Cena was wilding. John Cena, he definitely go. But he was kind of wilding in that interview. Like, he almost got canceled, to be honest, because he. He kind of oh, stood, with the Vince. Yeah, he kind of yeah. stood by Vince McMahon, bro. He yeah, was kind of like, yeah. like, yo, that's my friend. I'm like, mm, yeah. Maybe don't say that. Maybe he's standing like, by his man's. Maybe just drop a no comment. I get it though. I get it though, because it's like without Vince McMahon, who would John Cena be, bro? He would probably be yeah. working at a gym. He would probably be working at Gold's Gym on Venice Beach or something. Like, come on. So but it's, it's like it's like at this point. Anything you say about Vince, you gonna get packed. Yeah, so you might because as well just no Triple H said no comment, and he still got packed. It's like, bro, yeah, that's true. God, yeah. at, at this point, it's damn near a setup. It's like, 
just be like, yo, my heart goes to the victims and that's it. Keep it at that. Yeah. Know? It's tough, man. You know, a lot of people got close relationships with Vincent. You know, it's un- I'm being honest. Like, it's unrealistic to ask people who have 15, 20 years, even 10 years with a person to have any type of real comment to say about someone who's done something so horrendous. Like, yeah. you know, look, my mama did some stuff and you know, it was super crazy and I didn't know. And y'all came to me like, what'd you think about your mama doing this? I'd be like, yo, I don't like relax. Right. I need like, to figure it out. Mom, it's still my mom, bro. Like relax. You can kind of get knocked out, you know, like, right. so that's the tough part, especially when it comes to triple H. Cause like, I know triple H is the, like the COO or whatever, whatever yeah, his title yeah. is, whatever, you know, he's, he's just really just the mascot to be honest, yeah. but, um, it's a little different know, for him. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yo, Vince McMahon is his father-in-law and has been for like twenty yeah. years. Like, we we kind of forget that. It's like, yeah. what do you re- what do you really expect Triple H to say about pretty much his dad? Dog? <laughs> like, it's only it's only different for Trips because he is in the company, he is the face. So it's just like, yeah, so it's tough. It's tough. It's like, dog, I don't know it's, what to tell you. You got to say bro, something. It's literally succession again, bro. Yeah. It's like, like if they ask Roman about Logan, like, what is he really gonna say about Logan, like? That's his pops, bro. But Triple H know everything, too, if Stephanie does. Yeah, them boys know. Of course. Them boys knew what time it is. Of of course. We, like, we knew. We knew. We knew. And we just people at home. So if we know, then he had to know something. But it's like, but I guess what can you do? It's like when 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 the man is in power and he kind of controls everything, it's like, what what can you really do against him? I don't know. It's a tough situation. It's a tough situation. We'll We'll see how it plays out, man. But. See you later, Vince, man. I'm glad you out of the paint. But definitely pack up John Cena for standing with Vince McMahon. Why are there balloons Whoa, on your screen, That's bro? crazy, bro. <laughs> what? what, what I don't know that? what's going on. I don't even know if the oh. audience at home can see this, but like it was like balloons yeah, or something. Was that? But yo, we definitely got to pack up uh, Vince McMahon and John Cena for those comments. Yeah. yeah. Definitely use performance enhancement drugs. Definitely got to pack up the Australian media because why were they calling wrestling fake two wrestlers? But honestly, though, man, before we get out of here, like, can we blame them for not really understanding pro wrestling? Because yes, like, yes, we can. But how though, bro? Because it's like we we all say wrestling's not fake, but then we use other words like predetermined and scripted, and it's like that's all kind of fancy words for fake. Like, I mean, okay. but I mean, at a certain point though, we all like you got to educate. It's it's media, right? Like you're a poor media person or journalist if you can't educate yourself on the subject at hand so if you don't know the culture or the aspects around it and you don't have any type of like privyness to what's going on then like how well are you really doing your job right you know you're going to disrespect somebody that's bringing money into you know your area just because you don't want to educate yourself and you have a preconceived notion about something you just leaning off that are you really doing your job well right i guess fake is the wrong terminology then maybe because like you can't tell me that Big E breaking his neck on live TV was fake. Like, there's a wrestler named Darren Drozdoff who his WWE name was Draws, right? And I think he might have passed away a couple years, but he was power bombed in the middle of the ring by D'Lo Brown, I want to say, and something went wrong. He was paralyzed. He never walked again until his yep. death. So it's like, mm-hmm. you gonna tell me that was fake? People, I mean, there's real athletes that will tell you like they like they would rather do what they're doing instead of wrestling. It's like a, there was a boxer, I think, or a UFC fighter that said, I would much rather be a, much rather be um, doing what I'm doing now instead of wrestling. Wrestling is way harder. It's way harder right. on the body. It's way harder on the mind, the mental. Like, right. I only need to fight two months to 
two every two months. You know, you got to fight every week. <laughs> right. Every week. Like, There's every no week. off season. There's literally no off season in wrestling. It's yeah. just every week. But um, you know, it is what it is. We kind of got deep at the end of this podcast for no reason. Like, whoa, what was that? What was that? Yo, y'all got y'all got to get more next week because we got to get out of here, man. We got things to do. We got people to see. We got wrestling to watch tonight. Got more Shout wrestling out to, to Mustafa watch. Ali. Versus Mike Bailey. I'm supposed to Get be. Wa- I'm supposed to be listening to Schoolboy Q, dog. I'm supposed to be at Schoolboy Q listening party, but I'm going to watch wrestling because Bruh. I'm a nerd, bro. I'm black nerd. I'm low key supposed to be with my my girl. I mean, my fiance. He's supposed to be my fiance, and we supposed to be like heading to like this big event with uh, couples or whatnot. And I told her straight Damn. up, I can't do that. Oh. So I got to go to the homies joints, and they, you know, we going with friends and stuff. But I'm like, you know, when wrestling calls, right? Damn. You and I'm pretty. Sh- I'm pretty sure Cooley got to work. Like he, yeah, I got to work, man. I'm, I might even have to leave the show early or something. That's it's real. too long, bro. Yeah, boys, but all... at the show. I'm you know playing. Saying? Like yo, all this, and we're still in the building because that's how much we love wrestling. That's how much we love wrestling. We can't watch all of it though, bro. It's just impossible. So listen, next time you want to frown your nose up at somebody and look down on them for not watching as much wrestling as you do, I need you to do me a favor. Go outside, look up at the sun, and enjoy the day. Breathe fresh, breathe some fresh air, touch some grass, go get some Doritos or something, and just, you know, chill, bro. It's not that deep. It's not that deep. And until next time, this is Wrestling with the Homies. We are out. Peace.